we were just talking about it's weird as fuck to be back. We both got normal day jobs. We're both got normal day jobs that have nothing to do with powerlifting. It, it, it's weird to be on the emotional high of like, dude, when you're at a venue in a different country on the other side of the world and you're seeing people from all over the world and you're like, you show up and it's huge and it's like, holy shit, Eurosport, Olympic channel to come back to normal life, day job, desk job, fuck man this is it's the most bizarre seeing co-workers and it's like you, you know it's like you how do you express i i don't i'm like i'm still trying to figure it out like i it's been i've been back in the states for like maybe like six days now five days six days whatever it is now and i'm still i still feel off like my routine is off um like, like you said like being in the whole other country and for like a small fragment of time, everything that you do just being revolved around powerlifting. Yeah. And then you come back home and like for a piece of moment in time, like nothing revolves around powerlifting. It's just yeah. regular life again. Yeah. Like I was telling you before, like literally like my first day when I was working again, I was working from home. Like I literally walked from my kitchen to my bedroom, back to my kitchen, back to the bedroom and did literally nothing. Like I literally didn't do, I wasn't looking for anything. I was just lost. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know how to cook breakfast. I didn't know how to like open up my computer and dance email like i was just like lost um so yeah it, it's uh it's definitely a weird feeling being on the other side of like you said having like that emotional high of like this is it this is the the grand finale to okay it's done now what <laughs> uh, it's so runners talk about having like the running blues after a major marathon though though the prep is so intense very similar to powerlifting weeks and weeks and weeks push yourself to the limit then when the big day comes it's in a marathon, so the emotional highs, lows, because marathons last for hours. Powerlifting meet lasts for hours. The prep, it's massive. It pushes you to the brink. And then afterwards, they talk about, you know, you like the mission has been accomplished. So when you get back to normal life, there's like a weird emptiness where you're like, almost like a what now? Almost like a how do I go back to a normal life? Like, they call it the runner blues because you actually can feel a little anxiety, depression where you're like, you know, not severe depression, but you know what I mean? A little down where you're like, fuck, there's a, there's a hole right now. Like that was so high. It was so intense that normal life isn't going to cut it right now. No, it's, it's a hundred percent true. Like I, I do feel like something's missing, even though like we know when the next meets are going to be, but like there are ways away. So it's not the same as, you know, coming off of PA Nats, you got like six weeks to get to this next one. It's like, okay, go, 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 go. And all these people, different people from different countries, you know, it's going to be a dog fight. You know, it's going to be crazy. And then like, it's all done. It's like, okay, mission's finally accomplished. Because up until that point, it's like, you think about nothing else. Like right. the way that like my mind works, like I know that there are other things that happen after this, depending on how it goes. But like, I have to focus on like the task at hand or else I'll get like lost in all this other like stuff that doesn't really matter that all of my focus is on a thing that's now behind us. And so it's like, how do you like re-divert that focus? Um, you know, and you're catching up on everything. Like you're still got, you know, the six hour time difference. And so you're still like adjusting to that. Like I was, you know, meal, like using like a meal prep company for like the entire prep. So like, once I got back, it's like, oh, wait a second. Like my food wasn't already made. 
I have to like, I have to go grocery shopping for a little bit now. Like what, what how does that work? Like I was lost in the grocery store. I was like, well, how do I do this? Um, <laughs> everything was so regimented, like diet, nutrition. I was like, oh, Alberto, okay. I'm going to take like a, a week or two off after, after the meet and then get right back to it. And I'm just like, wait a second. I don't, I don't like being off. Like I, I thought I would like being, eating whatever I want, but like, I feel <laughs> empty. I feel lost. Like that's, that's the easiest way for me. I just feel lost. <laughs> and there's, and there's like the, um, like it's weird, the normal life doesn't have like, even though leading into a massive competition, there's some anxieties, some expectations, some anticipation. Oh, fuck. Anticipation's an amazing feeling. We're like mm-hmm. leading up to, you know, something big's coming. You're like, oh, fuck, like a kid before Christmas, but you don't know what it is. And then when the day comes, your heightened sense. I remember seeing you in the warm up room and you're my man. I see you. It's it's all hey, what's up? Like when we see each other. But when I saw you in the warm up from that day, I knew give him some boundaries. He's in. He's on right now. And you could tell it. And I've been around the block, so you could tell, right? But you had the headphones on. I remember you would pop up off the chair and start to do like run, sprint, jumping, doing like getting your body awake. And you were on, on. And I was like, don't talk to him right now. No joking around. Delaney is not the Delaney that you know. We're going and <laughs> and what you probably felt like, you know, you don't get that like day to day life, the extreme highs, knowing the world's watching people around the world are here about to compete. You're about to go live on television. It's like, here we go. You know, it's a, uh, and that warm up room was huge. It's, you know, the emotional highs and the stress actually, like, it's weird that you'll miss the stress you'll miss the anxiety because you're fucking alive and it means something. That's why you feel it. And you got USA across the chest. Your parents run the audience and you're representing America on the world stage, battling for a world title. It's so high stakes and it's so stressful. It could have went wrong. And, and we'll get into this in a minute. And then the very last pull, it almost did. And like, um, it was so dramatic. And like, when you go back to normal life, how the fuck? Do you go back to uh, in front of a computer sitting down? It's it's tough, man. That's hard, bro. That's it's, hard. it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It ta- it takes an adjustment. Like you, it's crazy because like when you're in it, you're like, all right, I can't. I can't. Not that I can't wait for it to be over, but it's like, okay, I want to get to the day and I want to be able to like breathe, like right. for a second. And then it's done. And then you realize, and like I don't like at least for me, like you realize that in those moments of stress in those moments of pressure, in those moments of, I need to be so regimented, like in everything I do, like the timing of when I eat, when I, when I can train, readjusting my work schedule so I can fit in training and doing this and doing that. Like that's when just as a human overall, like I find that in those moments, like Delaney is a better human, mm. just period. Like not just a, like a better athlete or a pal, like I'm a better human, like I'm more efficient at work. I'm more efficient in my day-to-day life. Like everything about me is elevated in those moments. And then once like that stress is gone, it's like, I start to like, yeah, I start to like wither away a little. I start to like lean back and I'm just like, I don't feel as like locked in. I don't feel like there's something missing. Like I know I'm off. Um, but yeah, like it, it, yeah. So many different emotions, so many different things. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's hard to escape. It's hard to describe. And it, it's hard to go back to just regular, normal, boring life without anything else for a little bit. Um, so now I got to start making it up in my head or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it's a, like, I tell people, 
in your normal day-to-day life, when you work Monday to Friday, days just fall off the calendar and weeks go by pretty fucking quick. Oh, wow. We're through spring already. Now we're in summer. Oh, wow. Like, like you start work Monday and then Friday comes around like, okay, here's the weekend. But when you travel to the other side of the world and it's, you experience what you experience there going down into the hotel lobby and there's people from all over the world in the hotel lobby, maybe at the hotel bar, you go to the the breakfast and you sit down and there's like all these people from all over the world and the anticipation of what's about to happen. Like, Every day lasts, it feels like it lasts forever. And it's so special. You know, every day special that like, it isn't just Monday, like, like a normal day in your normal life. It's fucking Monday on the other side of the world. And like, all this is happening in your, you go to the venue and you could see people battling it out. You come back and people are celebrating because their day of lifting's done. You people won worlds, people hit the podium, people had shitty days and they're like, oh fuck, wait till next time. And like you see all that, you feel all that, and it's it's tangible. And um, so every day, and, and because you know you're coming, your time is coming, you see it happen to them, and you're in a few days later, and you're like, holy fuck, this which way am I gonna go? So you're yeah. like ever so present every single day you're so turned on keyed in every conversation when we stayed up till two o'clock in the morning just talking me you gavin mike t mike t rolls around at 1 30 in the morning what are you fellas doing up take a seat young man and we just all start shooting shit like every day matters there's like you go to the hotel lobby bar or the hotel casino bar like you just hang out like every day there's something and a day doesn't go by that it just falls off the calendar like in your normal day to day. Every day is like fuck impactful. When we walk around the the mall across the across the way from our hotel, like let's grab a coffee together, my man. Let's go get some lunch. And so every day was special. And, and this is what some people like. We tell people about worlds, and they're like, "What's so special about worlds?" And it's like every fucking day was so. So when it's done. And you go back to your normal life. I talked to Gavin about last year's worlds going back to normal life. And he was like, dog, it's tough. Like you mentally and emotionally, you're like, like, this is why rock stars, when they come off tour, become drug addicts. Cause like, you can't leave that high. You're like, damn it, man, those highs, you go back to a normal life and you're like, fucking, this is, you know, I don't know. I I get, no, I, I, I a hundred percent agree. I just, I get it. Like, um, you're there and you're, and you realize that everything that you do, you're doing in those moments, day to day, but big or small, big or small, something as simple as just having a conversation with somebody that you're probably never going to see again, or at least until right. next world. Like you, you realize it's something that you'll never experience again. You may never experience again. There's no guarantee that any of us are going to be back. There's no guarantee that COVID is not going to come back and all this shuts down again. Like what anything could happen. And I remember like to, to a point, like a couple of different things, actually. Like I remember I was leaving the venue cause I was just checking my weight and I bumped in and I'm terrible with names. So I'm forgetting his name right now, but one of the 74 kg lifters from Germany, um, Joshua, Wright. Yes. Yes. He ended up getting second or third, I think. Or, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I was literally leaving and we bumped into each other and like, you know, we, you were chopping it up a little bit and I literally missed like three buses back to my hotel. <sighs> and at one point in time, he's like, Oh yeah, I know you were like literally out the door. He's like, do you want to leave? And I, I literally looked at him. I was like, you want to know what? Like, when is the next time I'm we're ever going to get to do this again? You know, like this, this, this may never happen again. So am I really going to cry over 45 minutes sitting here talking, having a great time because I wanted to get back to my hotel room and just what like rest and just get ready for the, and 
moments like those are just moments like, hey, you walk into like the warm up room or you're you're with a whole bunch of different people and just social media, like the degrees of separation just shrink like this. And yeah. all of a sudden there's people from different countries like, oh, hey, Delaney, how you doing this? The other thing you're in. You're like, wait, how, how do you even know who I am? Like, um, or even my parents had, they had that same story, like a couple of times. They're like, oh yeah, you know, we're here to go see like our son compete, like hopefully he does well, all this other stuff. And they're like, oh wait, are you Delaney's parents? And they're like, how do you even know that? Right? Like, um, yeah. and just like all of the, those moments, just being able to connect with people and everybody's there for one like common goal, one common theme. Like we, we feed off of each other. It's a, it's its own little community. Well, not even little community. I realized how big the community actually is, right? Like you, you're just you're you're thinking around it all changes and, and there's just so much stimuli everywhere everything is just eat sleep breathe powerlifting and getting ready for those like seven days and everything else in the world just doesn't matter for a second uh um, yeah that's true it's, 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 it's so hard. true yeah it's it's hard to go back like I, I did some work not as much as i wanted to like you bring your computer and you don't open it up as nearly as much as you thought you would um but yeah then nothing else in the world matters for a second and then it goes from nothing else in the world matters to everything else in the world matters and what you in the powerlifting thing doesn't matter for a second once you get back um so yeah it, it's it's tough it's definitely a, a weird mental shift um that like i've never experienced before on on to that to that degree and it, it it's it's crazy it's crazy when you're having a conversation like you could be talking to like someone from Bulgaria, someone from Slovakia, someone from, yeah. from, you know, all over, like, like all over Asia, Japan to the French team and Leah yeah. Penn and all and Turbo Tiff and all them to like Coco to like, obviously Americans, Canadians, Great Britain, uh, like all over the world. And um, you're right. Like I was literally leaving one job and entering another job right now. Like, I mean, Monday morning, I start a brand new job. Yeah, I, and I just left another. It's big. It's not small. <laughs> it's like, holy fuck moments. But when I was in South Africa, like, like normally I'd be like, like, you know, when you're a full on different job, it's on your mind, right? Mm-hmm. It's starting over a new company, the whole nine. And um, when I was in South Africa, not even a fucking stitch of thinking about it like the whole rest of the world literally it's it's hard to explain but like in your day-to-day in your in your day-to-day you think about work you think about like whatever your, your relationship family whatever the shit's going on but when you're there you are so just there because it's so bizarre and different. You're on the other side. You're removed from everything from your day to day. Even if someone tried to get a hold of you, it's difficult because you're on the other side of the world. Time zone change, whatever. So you are so in the moment and your meetings, you're so overstimulated by meeting all these people and people from like Germany. Like you said, like, the lady, you're like, fuck you guys, you know about me in Germany. Like, fuck yeah. And you just start talking and it's like, so, um, I don't know, man. It's, it's a beautiful, it's such an amazing thing. You get addicted to it. And you know, like when you get back home, it starts dawning on you that, like you said, that could be the last one. And for the rest of my life, I'm going to look back and think about, damn, that was, that was a moment. Like like, weeks come and go on the calendar in your day to day. That's a week you're never going to forget. Yeah. Never going to forget, man. And now, Never. you know, leading at the world, I was telling you, is different, is different. Get ready, soak it up, embrace it. And when we were there, you were, I could tell, because you were always into like, Delaney, want to go for a coffee? Want to go for a lunch? Want to stay up and talk? And we were all in the moment. Like, so you lived it up and you did your damn thing. So, yeah. and, 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 and won, so it's good. <laughs> I'm glad you did. 
Um, but it, if you can, when you're out there, don't stay in your hotel, soak it up. And don't like um, some people get overwhelmed with the anxiety of the competition leading up. And I get it because there's pressure to perform. But uh, I try to tell people, just understand this is a good thing. This is, you're going to fucking miss it. No matter how intense, right before it was, dude, I could see it on you. When I was in the warm up room, like, my man is keyed in. This is different than PA Nats. This is different than like, my man is keyed in. You were ready. And um, yeah, fuck, man. It's nothing like it. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, like you said, like you, you the whole time that like, you've been doing that, he's like, yo, this is a different thing. This is a different moment. This is a different experience. And like, you're like the kid like when their parents tell them, don't do this, don't do that. You have to learn. You have to actually experience it for yourself because you don't, you don't really know. There's no way to really put it in words. And even what I experienced, I, I, people ask me about it. I can't even truly put it into words to express like how I really feel or felt in certain moments. Um, and yeah, it, it was a whole different atmosphere. It was a whole different thing. Shoot, I remember you hit me up, and I was like, Yo, I literally ate five minutes ago, but like, yes. I'll just pull, I'll just pull up just to just to pull, just just to be there. Like, why not? Like, when are we ever going to do this again, right? Uh, I was like, Are you hungry? You want to go for lunch? Like, just ate, but I'm in. <laughs> Let's hang. I legit just put my key card in to the hotel. I literally just left like the the mall the restaurant right next to where we were, and I was like, Oh, why why not? Like, okay, yeah. I'm not doing nothing. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful moment. Something you'll you'll remember forever. Um, it's hard to put into words, and you just you. I understand now when you just say you won't understand until you just experience it. Um, yeah. In my infinite wisdom, like I thought, like okay, yeah, I, I understand. Like you, you don't understand. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it, it's and it's bigger than you when when you got like your your country across your chest and your family's watching and they're like so proud. They'll have that moment and. Um, and, and you're rep, you're repping your country, you're trying to earn team points for your nation. And you know, like people are going to cheer for you, like on an individual level on competitions, they cheer for you because you're, they're your friend, but on the bigger global scale, if it's worlds, there are going to be people who like barely know you who are going to cheer for you because you're repping your nation. And it's like, that's, that's an American, that's a Canadian, that's a German, that's a, wherever you're from, they'll be like, fuck it. I thought, who do we got in this race? Okay. That's my guy. You know what I mean? Or, or that's my woman. So, um, there, you feel the sense of there's bigger. You feel the sense yeah. this is bigger than me right now. You know, and that's something else too that's new when you got your nation across your chest and you hear your national anthem play and you're like, holy shit, man. I'm doing people proud. People will tune in and just be like, yeah, get them. You know, it's uh, that's different too. Yeah, no, it's... <clears throat> so what, what yeah, it, it's it's a totally different feeling. You, you realize how big it is. Um, the more and more you're in it, and I don't know, not to like kind of jump ahead, but um, I remember because I, I had a mixed flood of emotions and we'll kind of I'm sure we'll get kind of through all that. But talking about like realizing how big it is and like kind of like un understanding that moment, um, everybody asked, like, what did it feel like, like on the podium? Like once I got back home, like what it felt like on the podium and, and all of this. And in those in, in that moment when they finally like called my name and I got to like the actual podium, I was standing there and, you know other things that I was feeling kind of went away for a quick second. Like as soon as like you're on the podium, like they say your name, like it's your name and you have like the national anthem playing in the background. Like this is like Olympic kind of like thing. And it almost felt like, you know, opening kickoff for football. And like, I could see, because my parents flew out. They were like, my baby's going to worlds. Like we're, we're going to figure it out. Like we're going right. And so they're in the front row. Like, like you said, 120 different nations are a part of this whole entire thing. 
and you hear your national anthem and you're just like a flood of emotions. Like I, li- I literally wanted to cry. There's no other feeling. The, the, I've never felt something like that before. Like the goosebumps you get, like there was like a weight that was lifted off the shoulder. Like you could see like the pride in like your parents' face, faces and their expressions, their emotions. And it's like, yo, for a fragment in time, right? For, for forever, just in a part of your kid is a part of history as one of the, you know, win, winning worlds as a world champion on, on this day. Um, like it's, 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 it's crazy, man. Like that feeling I can't put into words, no matter how many times people ask me or I try to explain it in, in a way. Um, like I'm not a super emotional person, like as it, but like in that moment, I like, I, I was like, I wanted to cry. And I didn't even know I was crying. Like I was, I was just like, yo, I'm fighting, I'm fighting back this feeling and I don't even know where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's wild, man. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's wild. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I remember uh, when Jessica Bittner won the first time she won twice as a junior, but in the open, she won <laughs> last year in Sweden and Jeff, Butt recorded her and everything you described, you could see it on her face and she was fighting that battle too, but she started losing that battle, man. And, and her eyes started welling up and he caught it <laughs> on camera and I shared it on King of Live story. But um, yeah, it was, it, it happens, man. You can't, you just, the best thing you just get, let it, let, let the moments come like waves of motion are going to hit you. And you're just like, Oh shit. Wow. This is new. Oh shit. Here's another wave. That's different. You know, the waves just come and go and you just ride those waves. And then and that's the last wave takes you 30 hours back home. And you're like, Holy shit. How do I, how do I deal with, how do I deal with this? Um, yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. That's a whole nother, but you know, more waves will come when you were so leading into this leading into Power, the, the IPF world and leaving PA Nats. What were some of the adjustments? Cause you said, cause you had, look, you had some battles to come in IPF worlds, high stakes. Obviously the gold medal is at stake and you were gunning for gold. Uh, we'll talk about the shoes and the whole nine too. And then, um, and then Sheffield hung in the balance. So did you make adjustments after PA Nats to get ready for worlds? Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think like so PA PA leading up to PA Nats it was such a very weird time for me um cuz was I going USAPL was I doing the IPF route what was was there a meet that was even going to happen at one point in time it looked it, so like I'll I'll backtracking actually give my mindset on it my mindset originally when the whole split up happened I was like I don't care what federation it is wherever Russ goes I'm going because he, he, he was the best. Like, I wanted to continue to compete with that. Like, when I first got into the game, what, what like, 2019, whatever whatever it was, like, a few years ago, like, it was Russ and Rashawn. They're, like, they're the best. They're the best. So I'm just like, okay. Like, I like everything that I thought about, like, 83 kg lifting and powerlifting and all that was, like, okay, like, these are the guys, right? So compete with them. Um, and I remember, um, you know, when Russ eventually decided to go USAPL, um, he like he switched it up last minute and I was like okay Joey you know you know where we're going like that's where we're going cool and then Joey said that he he he, he sent me a voice note whenever Joey sends a voice note like it's something like different yeah. <laughs> like it's a little different he's famous he, for those by the way but yeah yeah it, it, I it, get it, them too <laughs> yeah like, it, it, every time you get them it's it's not like a normal it's it's like okay something just happened that it, it became more and you know because we had already talked about it before so it was like okay cool we know what we're doing we're doing this and then he's like hold up one second. I think, I think that you can go a different route. And like, we talked about it, the, the pros, the cons, all this other stuff. And then eventually I was like, you want to know what, like, 
for me, it, it, it made a lot more sense. And we spoke about a little bit, like, you know, just things I want to do outside of just powerlifting in general, it, it did make more sense. And so up until that point, like, I didn't really make that decision until like January, you know, like it was, it, it was, it was, it wasn't really, it, it took a while. And so up until that point, I wasn't really locked in on anything. There was no meet to prepare for. If there was a meet, it was going to be USIPL, Mega Nats in June. Like I had tons and tons of time. Like I, there was nothing to do. And so, you know, you're not tracking your nutrition. You're training hard, but it's not the same intensity when you know that, okay, I have a battle now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just felt really lost. And so leading into PA Nats, it was a very weird prep for me in the sense of it was a lot of like fixing things that I just wasn't staying on top of like I usually am when I know I'm in prep. Um and then, you know, after PA Nats, it was a little bit of like, a, okay, hey, you, you, you messed up some things. You know, we knew why it was kind of, you know, just silly mistakes. Um, and it's like, okay, you got to be locked in. Because I'm just like, there's, there's no way that I can, you know, th- there's no way I can be so ignorant to think that I'm going to walk onto a world stage and I can make huge mistakes like that and walk away with it. Uh, granted, you know, <laughs> other people make mistakes too. So, you know, sometimes you do get away with it, but I was like, I have to tighten things up. And so that's when I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to really dial into my nutrition. Um, work has started to get busier and busier. So like cooking daily and all this other stuff became harder and harder and harder. And especially when you got such a low calorie count like me, um, <laughs> just like, and I'll say it out loud, like, like for a majority of the prep, like I'm in like 2000 to 2100 calories, a day. which is crazy. Like, like, yeah. like, like, I, like, so I, I go to bed hungry every single day. And it's not because like, I can't like go on Uber Eats and order something like I can order whatever I want, but like, I go to bed hungry. Cause I know like, okay, if I don't, then like, okay, we're going to gain weight. And that's mostly just cause I have a sedentary job. So we started changing things up and like, you know, I was able to increase some stuff there. So we fixed it. Um, and so like everything from nutrition, I went to go to physical therapy every single week, once a week. Um, not even cause I was like severely hurt. There were some nagging injuries that we finally got rid of. But like, I'm, I, I want to be the healthiest I've ever been. I'm going to actually commit to this because I, I get a little bit better. I'll stop doing certain things. I'll get, you know, banged up a little bit again. You know, the old football things like, oh, if it's not broken, there's no, don't do anything. But I, I committed myself every single day um, to doing whatever it is I could to make sure that I was as physically ready as I could be. Because I, I was hearing you guys. I heard you guys when you said it's different. There are things you're not going to be prepared for. So I'm like, if there's things I'm not going to be prepared for, everything that I can be prepared for, like I demand myself to do everything I possibly can to make sure that I'm taking care of those things I can. Um, and so the prep leading up to world IPF worlds, it was extremely different. Um, like I blocked off my schedule for work to like the point that like, I don't care who you are. You just can't get in touch with me. Like I, like this is training mm-hmm. and that's it. Like, you know, I don't care if I, I lost money. Fine. Like this is training. This is it. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at this boom, gone Saturdays, is whatever that this weekend. So I have a little bit more free time. Um, and yeah, like it, it was, it was, it was a different moment. It was a different level of locked in. Um, Cause I knew there was a lot riding on it. And I'm like, if I'm going to fly across the world and more importantly, if my parents are going to fly across the world to go see this, I, I, it, it, it would be downright disrespectful to not give all I could to it, you know? Um, so yeah, the, the prep leading up to this, I <laughs> virtually everything I could possibly think of. I did like, I was missing friends, birthday parties. They wanted to go paintball, and I'm just like, hey, if I get hit in the thigh with a paintball, who knows like, what <laughs> happened? Like, 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 just little stuff like that. I was like, I'll come for the dinner, but I'm not going to do this. Like, I'll do that. I'm not going. Like, I was, I gave up a lot, right? Um, and that was just because I was like, hey, if 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 I'm going to go across the world, I need to do everything that I possibly can, and I, I promise you, other people aren't going to give as much as me, right? Like, you might be better than me, you might be stronger than me, you might be more experienced, you might be doing this longer, but you didn't, you did not work me. 
you did not outwork me not in that you know seven eight whatever weeks band i not not a single person there outworked me um and that was just because I was like, I'm, I'm going to give everything. And uh, that, that was that, that was kind of the mantra on that. I, I think you probably remember like the, the story post, like every day I recommit to my commitments. Like that was more so for me, right? Like that was more so as like, I, I remember hearing that that terminology before. And I was like, that was kind of what helped me stay on top of it. Because sometimes it got tiring. Sometimes I really didn't want to do it. Sometimes I'd rather just stayed in bed and just slept. Sometimes I'd rather just, you know, gone and chilled. And so, you know, kind of setting that standard for myself, but also making it public in the sense of, not because like I'm trying to be noticed, but because like I don't like failure. And so if I put it out there that this is something that I'm gonna do, and then like it's it's very easy for you to verify whether or not I did it or not. Now I have to either give you an excuse why I wasn't disciplined enough or good enough to continue along whatever I promised myself I was gonna do, or you're gonna be like, okay, Delaney stayed on top of what you know what he said he was gonna do. He's a man of his word. Um, and so that was kind of like a hack for myself that I used to try to stay on top of it because sometimes it's hard. And it gets lonelier and lonelier the deeper you get in. <laughs> you know, like when I was prepping for Raw Nats, it was a whole different feeling than when I was prepping for IPF Worlds. Like it, it was weird because I was still in the same gym. Right? I also went to another gym to also train on like the Elite rack for the bench. So like, but that was like on Saturday. So like I did switch up even where I trained at moments in time to help myself get ready. Um, I was still in the same gym for the most part, training with the same people. It felt lonelier though. Right. Um, and, and, you know, maybe it's because, like, you know, there were some people that were going to Raw Nats. You guys had the same common goal. You guys were flying out together. It was like I was kind of on an island on my own. And like I'm on my own little mission, on my own little journey. And so little little hacks like that kind of helped me stay focused on it. But, yeah, it was it was a different mindset, this prep, than, uh, than any other. I like the, first off, the mantra, every day I recommit. I like that because it's um, what you did yesterday. You can't skate on that. It's every fucking day. Like when you wake up, it isn't, I had a killer day yesterday. I don't have to. Yes, you do. Today. Yes. You, what you did yesterday was amazing yesterday. Today, though. Every day, though. So when you yeah. wake up again, it doesn't matter how well you did yesterday, last week, how well you killed it. You drop the ball today and this week. It doesn't matter then. You start falling behind every day until it's done, until the deed is done. Like, Every day you wake up as though yesterday didn't happen. You're back at square one. You did an amazing job yesterday. Congratulations. That's good. But you're back at square one today. You're back on the baseline. You're not on the second floor, third floor, fourth, top floor. You're back in the basement. And Absolutely. as soon as you wake up, so recommit all over again. It, yesterday doesn't count. And it's and that is something that, you know, I find myself too. Like when I wake up some days, I'm like, I had a really productive last week. And it's good to celebrate and, and be proud of yourself, but it's also mm -hmm. good to recheck yourself and say, cool, that's very good, good momentum, but you're back in the basement today. So what have you done today? Let's go. Like, you're like, like today doesn't care, you know? And it's a, and that mantra actually has helped me. When you posted that, I was like, fuck yeah, I like that. That <laughs> it helps you, it helps keep you humble and keep you like on pace until the mission's done. Whatever the mission is, and for you, it was clear, like the worlds and the date was set, the whole night, so it's clear. But it can apply to other things in life where you're like, what are my certain goals I have? And just the easiest way to hit these goals, period, in life is to, when you wake up, recommit and realize, like, that's how you're going to get there is like the recommitment. Today is not an off day. Like, what am I fucking doing today? You know, I don't get to take the foot off the gas. That's how you don't make it. Um, that's big. And then you also talked about, uh, the difference between going to USAPL Nats and going to IPF worlds 
because you said like, we're all going to USAPL and that's kind of, in, we're all kind of in the same boat. Whereas IPF Worlds, you're the only 83 going, representing your country. And you might be the only guy in the gym who knows like, no, no, no. Like it's different though, because I'm representing our country. Like the pressure you feeling, you're like, fuck, this is different now. Like it's a, but it was just me. If I lose, it's just me. I'm not letting everybody down. Like, it's just me. Whereas like, when you go to worlds, you're like, freak, man, people are going to be like, yeah, we did good, but fuck our 83 kind of dropped the ball though. Or like, you know, people will like, cause yeah. people are looking at you like that. Like when we tune into the Olympics, that's what it is. It's like, yeah, this yeah. guy did good. This girl did good. But that one guy kind of dropped the ball on us, you know, and it's, it yeah. feels different when you're like, fuck, I got, uh, as well as leading to USAPL Nats, the hype was being carried by other people leading into IPF worlds. You carried the load of that hype and you leaned into it. I also want to talk to this a little bit because at PA Nats, you told me, you told Pete, I think we we're having dinner or lunch or whatever. You're like, it's going to be different. Like we're both, I need the content to share and Pete needs the content to help boost you as well. <laughs> so we were both like, dude, give us some content. And you're like, don't worry. And we're like, come on, man, for real, are you going to, or are you just saying that? And you're like, trust me. And, um, <laughs> and dude, you delivered first off. Well, let, well, let's talk about that. The shoes, the videos, the whole nine, but some people, so it, it helps hype, but on the flip side, it'll add pressure. It'll add, you know, you, 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 when you go with there, you're like, fuck, I, the hype on me is a lot more. Now all the eyeballs are on me. And I helped that happen. And, but like, so it's good. But when you show up, it's like, holy fuck, I hope I do well. You know what I mean? Like, like, no, I hope I do well. It's, that was different uh, too. A hundred percent. Yeah. It, it was a different, it was a slightly different like shift um, in, in that sense too, where, you know, leading up to this point, like I was able to kind of skirt around in the shadows. Like I'll do my thing like that. And I'll just pull up for me day. And then like, we're good. And, um, but yeah, like you said, like you're the only 83 for US um, that's that's going there, right? And so there's there's no other eye when it comes to that particular venue, that particular event when it comes to the USA that there's there's nowhere for you to hide. And yeah. you know I realized that, and for the first time I was never I wasn't the like clear underdog. There was like a, an expectation for me to do well, for me to win. Um, obviously, like there was the pressure of like, okay, Tim was was the big guy to like go up against you know leading into it and you know obviously he's been there before like he's been there multiple times before i'm the new one right everybody on that stage like i'm the new one um and and so yeah it's a different it was a different kind of pressure it was a different kind of thing there and you and uh, you i know pete and you guys were you know jabbing me like oh yo dude can you like like not can you actually like post more than once a year like for once like please like do something like it doesn't just do anything and i was like you want to know what like I, I got you this time i got you um and I, I think really like every like you know like just the inspiration for every like video everything that I posted was just like that th those were all thoughts that were going through my head that were truly like going through my like those were things that I was like listening to on a day to day basis like when I was walking into the gym like that was like my feeling those were like my emotions um, and and as for like the pressure I guess like adding more hype to the pressure I was like there's gonna be pressure on me regardless uh, for for this particular event and I was just like you know. I've always been somebody that tried to lean into it. Like, I don't, I don't want to make excuses for anything. Like I'm gonna lean into it. Like I have to perform regardless of if there's pressure or not. And I was like, you want to know what, like, if we're going to do it, then we're going to really, we're going to put on a show at least, you know, on, on our way there. Um, so everything from like the videos, 
which, you know, I, I, I like storytelling. So instead of it just being like some cool video, like, okay, we're just lifting weights, there's nothing to it, or just, okay, here's a top set of whatever, this, that, and the third. Like, I wanted it to be something that, like, again, this is, these are my thoughts. These is what, this is what I was feeling. Um, this was every emotion that was leading up to that, that was like carrying me through everything. And I wanted to try to express that and give that out and just give a different feel, be, be, be a little bit different. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, from the videos and then and you even noticed the, they talked about the shoes, like the shoes were kind of like my way of like, like I was excited to be there, but I, I, I realized that it, that was also me realizing the pressure and also like people that I was following behind. Like you have your John Hacks, you have your Deuce Gruden's, you have your Russes. Those were all people that Joey coached and like all the people that helped me and people that I looked up to, like those are people I looked up to. Joey, like helped me along the way. Um, and I was like, you want to know what? Like, if, if we're going to step on the world stage, we might as well try to look good doing it. <laughs> um, and, and so that was kind of like my surprise to like all of them um, to just say, hey, like, yeah, like I like you guys have done so much and I, I want to be a part of that. And I have to earn that. Right. And, and I'm, I'm grateful. And I'm happy. I'm blessed. and I'm excited to do so. Um, and so like really, yeah, like you said, everything this prep. Um, from the shoes to the videos to this part of it, you know, hey, a like, little jab here and there, like, hey, okay, can you actually like do something and post and like <laughs> not be a hermit? But um, it, it was all like authentically, like what I was feeling, what I was thinking. Um, and, you know, my, my boy Steve was able to bring a lot of that to life through, you know, video. Um, so I'm fortunate to have friends and people around me like that. And yeah, that, <laughs> that's dude, really what it was. Dude, like some of those videos, um, I am a sniper now stop man i was like oh man that was so good it was like if anyone listening to this go to delaney's instagram and check out some of those videos there's like some speeches in the background and it shows you lifting and uh, i'm oh fuck man i don't want to butcher it and i don't want to like it won't be as good if i say it now but some of those videos it got me like i was like holy shit i'm feeling this and um yeah, you had a few of them and you had like, obviously you did it with uh, previous at Nats and you did it again here where you took clips of some of the guys you're going against and um, it it helped, man. It makes it hype and it is, even the shoes where you have the, on your shoes for anyone listening, it was dope. It had like the the lineage of American lifters and, and also like Joey had I happened to coach him as well, but American lifters who had gone to the world championships and, and won world titles. And then the last one was yourself. American lifters in the 83 kilo class, no less. 83 has been very strong with US. You know, some other weight classes, you have people from other places like 105s, the Ukraine, Sweden, or whatever. But 83s, for whatever reason, has historically been very good with, with America. It, apart from Brett Gibbs, who's like the fucking nemesis, right? He's the, he's the, he's the <laughs> whatever. But, um, but you know, what Hack and Gibbs, Hack and Russ went back and forth with him. But uh, so for you to put your name in there, in that like lineage, it is, it, it, it must've put pressure. It's true. Everyone is thinking it. So you might as well say it. Like some people will lean away from when, when, when the pressure's coming, but you, you kind of, you said it right here. We're like, the pressure's there regardless. Whether you will choose to acknowledge it or not, everyone's telling themselves in the 83 kilo class, the US has always had a representative and, and there's a lineage there of 83 kilo world champions and the pressure's on, is Delaney going to continue that lineage? And whether or not you want to take that pressure on your shoulders and acknowledge it, 
or furthermore lean into it and it's literally written on your shoes and it's literally in your videos and it's literally or you choose to lean away and on podcasts and stuff you're more like look at you know i can only live for me i understand what people are trying to do but you know like some people will try to push it off and be like you know i can appreciate that but i'm lifting for myself end of the day and like some people will push it off a little and that's fine yeah but you were like what you said here, and I like it, you're like, look, when I show up on that day, the pressure's there, whether I like it or not. The pressure's there for me to win, whether I like it or not. All of US or just straight up Delaney fans who are leading him, like, he's a good guy, listen to the podcast, follow him. I want him to win. I'm not, I'm not American dog, and I'm cheering for you. So I'm like, it's not just <laughs> Americans. Um, but, you know, when you said the pressure's there regardless. So what are you going to do? The pressure's going to be there regardless, whether you like it or not. So, fucking embrace the moment have some fun makes while everyone's watching because everyone's watching now because you're going to the world while everyone's watching invest some money and drop some fucking hype videos and reach some people get them excited invest some money get that fucking get the shoes made yeah you do do that you you, you acknowledge the lineage yes you know invest tell people these are the people i'm going against in case you didn't know make a hype video showing the people you're going against the whole night be like let's fucking do this because the pressure's going to be there anyways well, let me maximize these weeks leading into in my moment. So when the moment comes, if I, if I can do it or not, that's always going to be pressure on me. But if I pull this off, it's fucking even bigger and sweeter and more of a story. And now for the rest of your fucking life, you are a world champion and you have all this, man. And you can like, now your videos are going to be different, aren't they? You could have hype videos talking about it, reaching people at like, you know, talking, speaking engagements and whatnot, talking about these moments and talking about handle how it's like to handle pressure, how it's like to prioritize, how it's like to like, for real, you did it. It's done. It's part of you now until the day you die and no one can ever take this from you. Um, and acknowledge knowing that ahead of time, because you can't double back and be like, after I won 2020 hindsight, well, turns out I won. So I wish I would have, you know, done all these videos. Yeah, you yeah, can do that when you know you won. <laughs> yeah. You don't know you're going to win. That's the thing, right? So you got to risk it. You got to risk it. You got you to put it all on black, right? You got to just right. go to the table and just put it all on black. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's that that that's really what it was. I was like, you want to know what, win, win, lose, or draw? Like, I, I'm not going to run or hide from anything. It's just, it's just not in me. So I was just like, let, let me lean into it. If I, I feel like I'm here, I feel like I can win. I feel like I can do this. Like, I'm, I'm going to let you know that. And if I don't, then I'm going to stand and I'm going to take it on the chin and I'm going to get better. If I do, then I'm going to say that, hey, I'm exactly who I was, you know, before you even decided to listen, right? And so, yeah, all, all of that, all of that made um, it, it, yeah, every, every you, you put it perfectly. Um, when somebody, when somebody celebrates, when you lean into something like this, and if you don't win in the end, and this is for any sport, and somebody celebrates that person losing and celebrates that person humbling, the person who celebrates the loss, because that, that person that they're celebrating their loss, that person had the guts, the boldness, the self-belief to have added and leaned into the hype. When you are the person who celebrates them losing and being humbled, you're just reinforcing in yourself to fucking stay quiet, to lean away from big moments, to not embrace challenges. You're reinforcing that in yourself, whether you know it or not. Because when you, when you find yourself in that moment, you fucking get smaller and you get afraid and you may even avoid the moment because you might lose. And when you see somebody else brave enough 
to run towards that moment and not avoid those moments. And actually, not only do they run towards that moment, they don't get smaller, they get bigger and they get bolder. And they start saying, you know what? I can fucking handle this. That makes you feel shitty because how many times in your life you avoided that? How many times in your life you not only got smaller, you got smaller a few times. You didn't like how you felt, so you stopped showing up. And because you stopped showing up, this other person makes you feel ways about it when you see it. So you got to fucking celebrate if they lose. It says more about you when you when you attack those people. Just, I'm not that guy. When I see a guy yeah. like you come around, I'm like, get him, young man. And instead of being feeling insecure about it, I get inspired by it. And I'm like, he didn't, he didn't know he was going to win, but he fucking put himself out there anyways. That's brave to like, before you do it, you know, before it happens, not 50, 50 hindsight, 20, 20 hindsight, but like, um, beforehand to lean in, understanding the pressure, understanding what's going to happen, understanding the whole nation behind you and the whole nine. And I, I, I get draw inspiration and I'm like, I hope he does well. And if he doesn't, I'm not like, well, good for, I hope he's humbled. I hope he fucking, no, no. If he doesn't, I'm like, pick yourself back up, man. This is all part of it. This is character building. This is like, you know, there is no, you go out on your shield. Yeah. I, I respect even if someone shows up, even if you don't win, you go, you went, even if I see someone pulling to the very last pull, like Jonathan Keiko, and he goes out on his damn shield. That's how you do it. You're pulling yeah. for the win right to the end. It, like, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just different ways of people viewing it. And yeah. I dig it and I lean into it and we're the same. That's why we vibe well, but um, it's not for everybody. Well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that kind of, I, I, I don't know. I, I equate a lot of things to football. So I think it's a football thing. Like I love the, you know, everybody trash talks in their own way. There's, they have their own different style or vibe to it, but I love that. Cause it's like, you're giving that energy to me. I'm giving that energy to you. It's not malice. It's not like I want bad for you or anything like this. It's like, I think I'm the guy, you think you're the guy and we're going to find out. Right. And right. you're, we're both working. I, and for me, that pushes me, right? Like that pushes me. If somebody's like, okay, like I'm the best, I'm doing this. Other thing. Like, okay, you think I'm the best. You think you're the best. I think that I can do, I, I have to elevate my game to go prove it. And there's going to be one day that we're going to prove it. Like there's only, we only get one shot and then we got to wait till, you know, next year or the next, whatever, blah, blah. blah. Um, and yeah, I've, I've never been the person that's like, oh, yo, he's bragging, he's boasting or whatever. Even if somebody is bragging or boasting, it's like, if they did it, they did it. They're yeah. just, they're telling you the truth. Like my dad always gave me, like, he gave me this quote. He's like, if it's the truth, don't get mad about it. Right. Oh, so, <laughs> that's good too. And, and I, rem I remember it's like, it was sometimes, it was, I was like little. And like, I was like, oh, wear glasses, you know, when like, you were younger, you were four eyes. It's like, this is stupid stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, they're picking up. They told me four eyes. It's like, oh, like, you wear glasses? He's like, I'm like, yeah. It's like, all right, so is it true? Yes. Yeah. So I was like, why are you crying about it? You know, and I just take that same mindset to everything. It's like, if somebody's the best and they say they're the best, why are we upset? Right? They, they are the best. They earned that right. They, they worked. They earned that right to say that. And then when Ooh. it's gone, you know, it moves on to the next person or whatever the case may be. And so, I, like you said, I've never been that person that, hated or was, was upset that somebody celebrated their wins or their accolades or whatever the case may be. Um, I, I draw inspiration from it. You know, I, I think that it just shows that there's another, like, it's possible. Like, I think there's a lot of things that are possible, um, it, but you just have to put the work into it. And I think that, I think, I think that anything that any of us does, like even anybody on the world stage, I think that anybody is capable of it. It's just a matter of will you do the work that's necessary in order to get there. It might take more work than you than it might take for somebody else. It's possible. Are you willing to give up and sacrifice and commit to that goal? Right, right. Like, like every single day, it, it, it's going to take everything. If you're not, then that's fine. Don't cry about not getting there. 
right. if you are, then let's go along that journey. And you, like, I, I think that everything is possible from that. So, so I take, I take inspiration from it. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, um, you know, a major exciting thing is when you have, like, that's when like people emerge and when you have several people on that mind frame and only one person's going to win, that's when it gets even like, holy fuck, like this one person will step up whether it's a man or woman and is like, it's going to be me. I've pulled all stops. I am the apex predator in this division. It's going to be me. The lineage is part of me. I am cut from that cloth. I am John mm-hmm. Hack. I am Russell Orhi. I am Deuce mm-hmm. It's me. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else steps up and says, it's me. I am Brett Gibbs. I am. And it becomes two people like that. Then it's like, that's when you have a situation where it's like, holy fuck, they're probably both right. And on that day, there can only be one. And that's when you walk in, it, it like, um, and you have goosebumps. You're like, fucking only one guy's going to come out with this. Only one lady's going to come out with like uh, Jessica Bittner and Agatha Shitsko for in the 76 kilo class. It came down to the, mm-hmm. Jess got backed into a corner because Agatha is a world champion and equipped. Jess is a world champion. They're both like, no, I under, they're both can look at each other and be like, I understand you think you're the best in the world. So do I. And I mean it. And I've proven it. I understand you won world titles. So have I. I understand you're the reigning world champion. So am I. You don't intimidate me. That is what it's like. Holy fuck. And then just to win this pulls the biggest deadlift we've ever seen in history because she's like, I guess I got to do the incredible right now. I guess. Like this is, yeah. she's not even in the biggest weight class. She's three weight classes down. And it's like, in in, in, in warmer room afterwards, she's like, I never in my life would have loaded some crazy shit like that. If I didn't, if someone else wasn't like a world champion, wasn't against me being like, you're going to have to today though, love. If you want to yeah. beat me, you got to, you got to do something you've never had to do. It's exactly. just, the beautiful thing in sports, man. I love it. Exactly. hundred percent. I mean, that's why that session was so exciting. That's why the 93s, leading up to the whole thing was so exciting because it, it, it was a bunch of dogs. Like everybody was a dog. Um, and it, it could have gone either way. And so, yeah, when, when you have multiple people that are like, I understand and I respect that you're good at your, in your own way, I'm going to be better on this day. Um, it, it makes it more exciting. And it, not only for the fans of powerlifting, but also the competitors, it, it brings you to a different mind space. There, there, are, there, there are different gears that you get into and it's hard to like bring shift into those gears and, and certain things will do it and spark it. And, and that's 100% one of them. And dog, I, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead to it yet, but you did that to somebody else in your class and it almost happened to you in reverse where the other person was just doing the crazy and you would have been Agatha in this, in this role. And somebody's absolutely. like, like you know, we'll get there one sec, but it was like, absolutely. It was one of the, it, it was, this is what we're, this is what happens at the world level. Right. Yeah. Um, this is part of your story now <laughs> where you were like, Hey, holy shit. But this, yeah. is, this is what happens. <laughs> um, so let's, let's back it up before we get into the day of. So when you got there to South Africa and it's a hell of a voyage, um, how were you feeling? Cause myself, I had m- m- a lot of people have multiple flight delays. Um, I had like three hours sleep on Friday because my flight got canceled four o'clock in the morning. I finally left the airport, turn around. I got to be back at the airport for four. So I'm in a hotel. They put me in for like three hours. Cause you got to get there and get back. And then 
And then you travel to the other side of the, or I try then I go to Atlanta. Then I go to fucking like, uh, you know, you're going all over the world. And like 30 hours later, like that's Friday after work. Then Sunday at like midnight, I land in South Africa and time zone changes and all the rest of it on top of that. I was pretty fucked, man. I was pretty mm-hmm. fucked up. I didn't sleep. There was a full night. I literally just laid in my bed and didn't sleep on top of that. Cause you can't. And you're like, just sleep. But you can't, you don't understand. Like with all the hype we just said about how world feels when you get there and you feel it and you're in the hotel room knowing everyone all over the world is in that hotel room you got monkeys breaking in the room stealing people's pre-workouts and shit it's so wild <laughs> everything is unbelievable there's literally giraffes rhinoceros and lions a kilometer away a mile away people on safari scene like it's it's like like a movie and then on top of that time zone change the flight it, it was it was i was mangled when you got there and and then you see the venue and it's massive and all the lights and the media set up what were your impressions? I was I was ready to go. <laughs> I, was, I was ready. I got I got off the flight, and you're a little tired. And I wasn't as banged up from the fight as I thought I was going to be. I was lucky. Uh, I picked that aisle seat. Like I'm an aisle guy, so I stuck my feet out, and I was trying I was trying to get up and move as much as I can. Um, I wasn't banged up from the flight as much. Like I re- I just remember getting there, and especially when I got into the venue, and it was like that all black like inner interior. And the lights came down and I said, like, literally in my mind, I was like, yo, I'm about to play a football game. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, I'm back on the field again. And I was like, yo, I'm ready to go right now. I was like, I was like, I, I was like I'll make weight right now. We can go today. Like, <laughs> I don't have to wait. I don't have to wait till my day anymore. I'm already ready. Um, I, I felt pretty good. Um, the flight was, there were, you know, some stresses with the flight. I got probably the luckiest out of almost everybody. I didn't have like a five day <laughs> delay sure, um, for my flight or anything like that. Like, Besides, like almost missing my my first flight to Atlanta to connect to Johannesburg, um, it was relatively smooth. The three-hour shuttle ride to <laughs> to Sun City from Johannesburg that was the hardest part. Yeah, because we're just sitting in this like rickety shuttle <laughs> in like pitch black darkness. Like we don't know where we're at. My phone didn't wasn't working yet because like my cell phone service didn't update whatever it needed to do. So like I really couldn't get in touch with anybody unless I could like sneak into something like some type of internet. Um, <laughs> and we're just like three rides. And it, it, I remember it was supposed to, they told us it was two. So it was a two hour drive. And I remember because Gavin ended up being on the same flight as me just like by like just by luck. And so we're on the same shuttle and we're driving. And I'm like in my head, I'm like, yeah, it's probably like been like 45 minutes. And he looks at me, he's like, bro, we have another two hours. And like, I, you know, Gavin, he plays a lot. So I'm just like, I'm just like shut the fuck up. Like, I don't, I'm, t- I'm tired now. I don't, I want to deal with you. And yeah. he shows me his phone because he had the, 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 the address to the hotel. And it said like an hour and 57 minutes. And I was like, there's no way. And that's when I started freaking out. I was just like, I can't do this. I, I feel like a caged animal now. <laughs> Um, but overall, yeah, I mean, the travel was, 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 was relatively tolerable. I wasn't super beat up, right. Wasn't a hundred percent, but wasn't super beat up. So that's what you expect. Um, but yeah, getting into that venue, I was ready to go immediately. Like it, I, I got there before the full thing got set up. I more so mm. saw like when it's just the back room. And then the second day I finally saw the full setup. I was ready to go before they even had the full thing set up. The only thing that like killed me was that it was like 30 degrees. <laughs> like, my first training day over there, it was like 40 degrees. <laughs> I'm like squatting, trying to get like my last squat session in. Like and in between sets, I'm like putting on my jacket. Uh, or, like the one hoodie I actually brought. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm going to South Africa. It's going to be warm. So I brought nothing but shorts. I was ready to stay by the pool. 
I was ready to be near the, near, I was ready to chill outside all day, be on the balcony, laying in the sun. I got there, it was cold. I, I yeah. felt, I felt, yeah, I, I felt bamboozled. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, that, that, I mean, that was my initial kind of like thoughts and my feelings. Like I was, I was just ready to go. I was like, it, it just hyped me up. I was like, this is the moment now, like all of this work has come to this and it, yeah, I, I, it just excited me. I was, I was just juiced up. I couldn't sleep, but I was juiced up. <laughs> uh, it, it's weird how it can rob you of your sleep. But then when you, like, I would full on not sleep at all, show up at the venue and I'm fucking on. And, um, and they're like, we got Eurosport today. And I'm like, uh, and I had zero sleep. And they're like, we're Eurosport today. So you on? Cause they're like, we're talking six to 8 million people watching. And I'm like, say less. Um, we're good like it doesn't matter it's weird it's tough to explain robs you of your sleep but fills you with energy at the same time and you're just like um it's almost like your body uh it's almost like without trying to your body realizes you're caught in a moment and you don't want to miss a fucking thing and you won't miss anything yes yeah Yeah, maybe it's that evolution i just think i do think that you know at, at a certain level at a certain time like your body just knows when it needs to tap into something that it's always there, but you can't you can't use it all the time. You need to tap into it at this particular point in time, and it just gets you ready. So whether it's commentating, you like, oh, I got six six to eight million people, and I literally have no sleep, but I need to be the best I've ever been. Or there's like, hey, I, I got a competition. And there's there's a handful of guys that are take trying to take everything from me, right? We need to do what needs to get done. Um, yeah, your your body will do things that will allow you to do things that you naturally wouldn't have been able to do. I I, I firmly believe that. Firmly believe that. It's almost like you, um, I heard MMA fighters talk about it where he says like, it doesn't matter what I'm feeling leading into. I trust myself that thing. Like, it's almost like a trust in yourself. It will work out because your body will adjust even when you have no reason to think it should. Like you, you're like, I am, I shouldn't have a good day right now. I should not. And then when you show up, you're like, holy fuck, this is going to work. This is going to happen. I'm feeling okay. Just trust yourself that Yes, it will. You will find another gear. You will find another level. You will find another whatever. It will work. Trust your decision making in the moment. Trust like, and this is for not just powerlifting, but anything. You're like, I'm so fucking dog tired. Like whatever it is you might be showing up to, you're, everything will, it can key in. Your body sometimes can key in when it has to. You already find that out when you get pushed to the brink and some weird things, but like, you'll be all right. It won't yeah. be like you think it is like your normal day to day when you're like, if you have a no sleep at all, you go to work, you're fucked up. You probably have fallen asleep at your desk. You're like, this is done. terrible. I'm yeah. done. I didn't sleep last night. I'm suffering. And then you show up at something like this. You don't sleep the night before and your body shows up and is like, we're good. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to coast through this. Everything's good. Um, when you showed up there and you <clears> seen <throat> for the first time, some of your opposition. Jurens from Great Britain, Enna, Enna Horo from uh, uh, Hungary. And, and you probably didn't even, none of us knew what Enna Horo was going to end up doing. Um, Tim Monogatti. And you start seeing some of these people from different parts of the world. What were your thoughts then? Was it more real? Was it just kind of like, okay, it is what it is? Like, because you will never have bumped into these people at like, because they're from different parts of the world when it's the world championships. Like, what were your, th- or, or you seen even other opposing head coaches and they're seeing you and you know, like, I know you're, you got your guy. Like, I know you're a member of, you're the opposition, you know, like what was it like when it, when it became more of a reality in that sense? Um, it was, I think it depends on the person, right? Um, so like for Anna and Jerkins and, and, and everyone, like, because there wasn't that much hype 
about them being like the guy. Like I was very aware of them. You know, I was very, I was, I, I, I tried to make sure that I'm very aware of my surroundings, but it wasn't like it was like, like how every, like Tim is like, Tim's a guy, Tim, 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 been there before, New Zealand, America. You didn't, so like that was very, so it was very different for that. Like, I saw, um, saw him when I was at breakfast and we were just chopping it up, like nice as can be, everything was cool, right? Um, and so they was just like, hey, it is what it is. We're going to do the dance. We're going to see what happens. Um, you know, I didn't get to see Tim before the meet started. So literally the first time I ever saw him um, was literally at weigh-ins. Like we were weighing in and like, I, I could just like, I peeked around the corner real quick and I saw like a face. And I was like, oh, that kind of looks like, I was like, oh yeah, okay, that's him. And I'm like, all right, it, it's on. Right. Because yeah. I was like, that's the guy. Like, he, you have been deemed the guy. So it, it's on. Right. Like, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're different. True. You're different. Like, you don't get the same. Like, you you don't get the same. Like, we, we, we're we not eating breakfast and just ch- chopping it up right now. We do that after, but like, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a slightly yeah. different feel. Um, and then also, like, Rory a little, a, a little bit too. Cause like, that, that was, you know, that's Team New Zealand's guy. So like, they, they, were, they were synonymous with each other for the, for those moments in time. For sure. Um, but it, it became a little bit more real. Um, I think meet day, I think meet day is when it became a little bit more real. Um, when we, everybody was in the venue, it was time to go. Um, I try to, I try to save, you know, certain energy for that actual day. And so to hold on to like certain, like certain level of intensity for extended periods of time, we don't necessarily need it. Um, I think it comes sometimes backfires. Oh yeah. So a, ma- a, ma- a majority of it, was really chill and relax um, up until meet day. And then when I stepped in the venue and I'm like, okay, this is my time. Um, that's when it was, it, it was a totally different, it was a totally different feeling. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Now, 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 now it's the day. Now it's the day. It's, it's only going to be one of us. Now it's the day. <laughs> Difficult uh, for me to tell people, uh, like I said it before, but legit, I seen you many, t- I saw you, like I've seen you many times. We talk many times, talking to DMs, we talk, whatever, hung out, PA Nats hung out, worlds hung out, what, whatever. When I seen you that day and I walked into the warm-up room, very difficult for me to tell people you were a different human being when it was go time. And um, and I could tell, and I was like, I'm not trying to mess up my man's like he you took yourself where you needed to, and you were there. And um, and you you res- recognize and respect like he is now turned on and let him be where he needs to be and just fucking observe. And I, I was talking to some other people. They try to keep it low key. They try to uh, stay as normal as possible right up until they go onto the platform. And even when they go on the platform, they're smiling, whatever. Other people, it's different. But I like to observe that shit because it's like, it's, it's interesting to see people like when they're operating under that kind of pressure, under that kind of scrutiny at the top level, taking the most out of their body, pushing themselves. And um and you were like you you were keyed in and on and uh and it wasn't like you could tell you weren't nervous you could tell you were ready some people they they're they're it's a change because of nervousness or whatever everyone's nervous that's fine that's fine it's what what do you do when the nervousness comes and you fucking keyed in and i remember like the energy you had like i'm i'm telling it doesn't seem like a big deal but you had your earphones on i remember you popped up and you bounced on your feet from like you covered like a 25 foot spread in two seconds, like bang, bang, bang. And you're on the other, like two bounces. You're on the other side of the warm up, And I was like, and you went around the corner, like around the curtain and, and you're just kind of moving. And then you came back like kind of jogging loose, whatever. But it was like, Holy fuck, man, this guy is keyed, man. And you start getting humbled. Like the athletic ability of a guy just 
I'm going to warm up a little, stand up and boom, boom, boom. He's on the other side of the room and he's around the corner and he's gone. And you're like, damn. And then you come back <laughs> jogging kind of like a little, not like speed walk bouncing a little bit and getting your body up, getting your body awake. Like, let's go. We got it. We got to rock and roll and your hoodies up. And it's like, um, and you're avoiding eye contact because you don't want to talk like you're in zone. This isn't talk time. This isn't, Hey, let's chop it up time. This is, and I respected that. And I could tell, like, you could tell when people are avoiding eye contact without telling you without being rude. They're not like, man, with all due respect, man, I want to talk right now. The, you just throw your phones on avoid eye contact. And I'm like, my man is in, he's, he is, he's keyed in is, is in gets. I'm like, Holy shit. And then it's weird. Cause seeing your buddy like that, whom, you know, when you know, they flip the switch, uh, like Drake would say, you know, I just flipped the switch. Um, seeing that, seeing that makes you like, I don't know. You're like, holy shit. I'm, my hair started standing up like, this is on, man. This is So when I went back around to the commentary booth and we're about to go live, it felt different. I felt some tension, like not, you know, like something it's about to happen. This is different. Yeah. It's that's why like, um, it's very interesting being there live. I'm, I'm blessed to like, it's one thing to watch a live stream and, and it's good. But like when you're there live and you get to see that kind of stuff um, and you just walk around the warm-up room and like, I don't, I take, I don't take that for granted. I'm like, holy smokes. I feel it differently. It hits different when you, and you get to know people. I got to know you and I met your parents several times over and like they came around before and to wish you good luck and mop around and then like just different things. And you're like, holy fuck man it, it was wildest man it was the wildest oh it, it was it was i can't wait to, for the next one it'll be sheffield but uh yeah the day of man you were keyed in and when the lifting started um so when the lifting started how did you feel when you hit the first squat are you paying attention to other people who was it that was handling you you know tell me a little bit about when the squats when the battle starts and and it's all come down to this yeah. Um, so the battle started and like to, to your point, like it wasn't nerves. It was like I was just ready. And a lot of that, like I was extremely nervous going into the meet. Every training session that I had, I was absolutely nervous because I was still working for it. And then mm -hmm. once I got to the meet day, there was really no nerves in my system. And it's not because like, oh, like, oh, I think I'm the best or like I'm going to win. and It's a guaranteed or anything else. It's because I was like, I, 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 I looked myself in the mirror and for one time I said I, could, I did everything. I, there was nothing that I did not do. I gave everything that I could possibly think of. There's nothing else to be done. I'm ready. And so like, it was just a whole lot of readiness. Um, you know, Mike, Nina and everybody were, you know, handling me and Joey was kind of like on the, on the sticks in the, in, in comp control, um, shoot, um, uh, giving some commands out there too. Um, and so like, I get there, I'm, I'm doing my first squat. And again, I'm aware of everyone, but Tim is the main guy that I'm like, I, I make sure I understand kind of what's going on for the most part. Right. Um, and so he went out right before me and, and really the game plan was in my eyes, the game plan was he has to beat me on squat. If he doesn't beat me on squat, it's my, it's, 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 it's my game to control. If he does, then it, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a dog dog fight. Yes. Right. Um, and so, you know, he opens up and he's right before me. So in my head, I'm like, all right, this is a good place to be right. It, you, this is a good place to be either tied or right on, on right on top. There's a good place to be because we'll, we'll make a, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make a gap later on. Um, you know, so I, you know, I hit my first squat and I'm feel good and it, I'm, it feels good. <laughs> like, it just feels good. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, do I'm doing my thing today. Like it, it's today. Um, like we had, a, we, the goal was, and, we, and I'm just not to get too far ahead. The goal was to hit like 683. 
for for squat. That was the third attempt goal. Um, and I'm like, yeah, this is it's here. Like it is just here. So I, I hit my first attempt. I feel good. Um, you know, my my second comes and like, you know, I, I'm still feeling good. Um, and then my third comes and like, I, I still feel good. But one thing that was, and I, I guess I should backtrack. One thing that was different for the first time, I didn't get a start command on a squat. Um, Cause he said my knees were soft. And so I'm like, what do you mean my knees are soft? I'm, like, I'm as locked out as I can possibly be. Like, I can't start my squat. Like, give me the start command. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and so like, I had to put myself in like some weird position to like make my knees look straighter and it like it, it it felt weird but i'm like all right i'm still good it doesn't matter right um and then it it did bite me a little bit on my third squat like I, it felt fine and i just remember hitting the hole and with that like little weird thing that i was trying to do in the beginning to make sure that i was like straight to get the command like i just remember i leaned forward a little bit too much and like my hips kicked out from underneath me and i'm just like oh no i'm like oh no and then like I, I the, the third squat was missed because I was already right because I walked out and they didn't tell me what my attempts were. They just gave them to me. Mm. And but and I'm not good with kilo math. Like I just count the colors of the of like the <laughs> the plates and I can like get a general facility of where I'm at. And so I walk out and I'm like, this isn't 683. <laughs> I'm like, what are y'all? I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm legit like, what are y'all doing? I'm like, somebody, me, me and somebody gonna have to talk after this because this like, let me go. I feel good. <laughs> like, you, I'm good. I'm like, all right, I'm going to smoke this. I'm come back and be like, yo, what, what, what's up? Yeah. Um, and then I ended up missing and I'm just like, oh my God. And I was, fu- I was furious with myself, furious with myself going into that. And then that's when I was just like, all right, we, a whole nother gear. We got, we, we got to really go for, for bench. Like that, that's, and, and in my head at that point in time, I didn't know, and that was also the first time I knew that juries could overturn calls without people like challenging it. I had no clue that was a thing. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, if I hit this third squat, because I saw that Tim had just missed his third, he made his, in my mind, he made his first because he got white lights. He made his second because he got white lights. He, he missed his third. So if I can, if I can, you know, build a gap right now, it's lights out. I'm like, you put the game away now. Like, mm-hmm. like the, you, you, you create the gap now and then you just build on it there and put the nail in the coffin later. I was like, this is where it happens. And you know, to your point, like when we're talking about these videos and all this other stuff and like what I feel when I like when I'm thinking of these things, because all the videos that I made, like I thought about it and my boy brought it to life. So these are things that come from my mind. Like that sniper video was literally how I felt. I'm like, I'm not going to be the strongest person on the platform every single time, but I, you're not going to catch me slipping. I'm not going to miss. I'm going to force you to be perfect in order to beat me. And so when I miss lifts, I take it so personally. Mm. Like it is, infuri- it is infuriating to me. Um, and I'm like, yo, Delaney, you can't do that. You can't let the, you can't leave the door open. Like, you know, so I'm, I'm in the back and, and that's how I felt, um, at that moment, little did I know, I didn't know that again, juries could overturn calls. So I didn't know that somewhere along those lines, one of the, you know, Tim's call, uh, squat calls got overturned. And so there was a little bit more of a gap than I had thought, um, previously, but again, yeah, going into squats, like I felt great. Um, leaving squats, I was just frustrated with myself because I knew it wasn't a strength thing. It was a Delaney. You just you weren't prepared for the like the technical aspect and like the 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 standard of lifting that you needed to perform in order to you know really I guess I guess, I guess excel. So it was just like more work for me to get done. But I was so angry. I was so angry. I was like you like you just don't leave the door open. <laughs> you 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 can't for anybody. Um, it could have been. That it could have been um, like. To your point, Tim 
and we talked about this leading into this. Me and you went for a walk one time, and I was like, Tim is crazy strong. He'll go deep into the 800 kilo range. The one thing that is has been maybe an Achilles heel of his in training, it did look like some of the squats were high at points. And um, if he posted, no one said anything. If I repost in King Lips, you would see some comments on it. And it's uh, sometimes that's a good audit. If, if someone else posts, repost a squat, then you'll get a real critique and audit. And some people yeah. are like, man, some of these are looking high. Strong as shit. He's, an, he's, a, he's a great talent. He's actually a good kid too. But um, if there's anything, like he in the squat session, if he would have got his third squat, 295, you guys would have been that dog fight exactly. neck and neck. And, exactly. um, and he looked strong as sh- he was shifting the weight. He could take it. It's just, you got it. You, your motor patterns are solidified in training. So what feels like depth the day of you almost, it's so difficult to correct. Cause once you unload the weight on your back, it's so your motor patterns have been burned into you in training. Even if you get called on depth the first time you want to go a little deeper, you don't know how much deeper and it's weird. It's just, it's difficult to explain to people, but it was going to be a possible issue and and it ended up being for Tim. And he, le- he left a squat event um, with 280, which is a respectable squat, but not mm-hmm. where, to your point, not where he needed for this big dog fight. Now, we ended up having a dog fight with another special artist later on. He was yeah. low key. He was kind of yeah. low key for the first. This is like a movie where like, you thought that was the final boss. No, no, no. The final boss emerged at the end of the movie. You're like, what the fuck? But um, yeah, yeah. No, he put he pulled a me on me, which was uh, I'll get to that later. Good. That was, yeah. that was another mix of emotion. Um, but yeah, yeah. But the um, squats, but Jurens was neck and neck with you. Uh, Jurens from Great Britain opened the same same yeah. second attempt, same third attempt. Uh, you both missed the third, so he was neck and neck with you. Um, so Enohoro from Hungary, he ended up with a 272.5, a 600 pound squat, mm-hmm. but it would seem on the surface level that Anaharo wasn't a major threat. Cause we didn't know what he was going to do in deads yet. It looked yeah. like, it looked like he was tight. He would threaten for a podium. Probably we knew he had mm-hmm. a big deadlift, but, yeah. um, you know, we'll talk about that. I got something to say about that. We could, yeah. That's, we, that's gonna at, be an hour I, in of itself. I've done four, I've done four podcasts. Every single person I had on from Bob Matthews to Russ to Chance, everybody was like, can we talk about Inohoro for a second, though? <laughs> can we? They were like, yeah. holy shit. Um, yeah. And your perspective is going to be like, anyways, a totally different. So yeah. going into the bench press, were you aware where you were at in terms of, um, you know, squats? And were you paying attention to what everyone else did? Or and are you, do you feel more comfortable because look at tim missed a couple but do you also or do you feel like you know tim missed a couple but i missed one too and i'm not where i thought i'd be either so you're kind of like still up in the air you're are you comfortable uncomfortable how you feeling so i'm i'm comfortable but uncomfortable right like again like missing i like i i think missed attempts are unacceptable like that's just that's just me like eight for nine fine one missed attempt fine Seven for not anything like I like it. It grinds my gears. Like I get, I get extremely frustrated, um, mm. or, or angry, or disappointed. Um, and so at that point in time, again, like I didn't know that Tim's squat got overturned yet. I didn't know that until the meet was like over, oh. uh, or, or like or, or towards the end, towards deadlifts, when we're like talking about stuff. Because I'm finally looking at the numbers. Because like okay, now like this is 
you really know what's happening. And I'm just like, what, like, where, where did this gap come from? I'm like, in my head, I was like, like, there should be a gap, but this is a larger gap than what I thought. And then I realized that, okay, stuff got overturned. Cause I started seeing that other people's things were getting overturned. And I was like, they can do that. I was like, oh my God. I was like, what, what? I've never seen this before. Um, so in my mind, I'm just like a tiny bit ahead from Tim on, on squats. Like, I think like we opened up relatively close um he was just like a little bit less than me on the opener so i just assumed that his second attempt was just slightly you know below my second and i saw that he missed his third he just flat out missed it so i'm like okay we're we're still here so in my head i'm like all right it's still a dog fight like i did i did the basic job that we needed to do which was either tie or slightly beat on squat because then we can bridge that gap we can make a gap on on bench on bench and his deadlift isn't strong enough to blow mines out the water to pull for a like to to pull for the win if I do what I need to do here so like I feel comfortable but I'm I'm still a little uncomfortable because like there's still things that can go wrong and I'm like okay we we have to execute so I was I was I was even more locked in for bench because I was like this is where a lot of things are going to come down to right I don't have an 800 pound deadlift I wish I did we'll get to that <laughs> later um but um so yeah I mean that was my feelings going into bench I was so frustrated with myself on that. And I was like, okay, this is where you, like, there's no more mistakes that can be made. Um, and like, even people like noticed it, like there was a different kind of energy between me on squat and for bench. Um, like I, I was mad, <laughs> like I, I was, I was mad. Um, but yeah, going into bench, like bench felt great. Like bench went exactly, well, didn't go exactly how, how it was planned because I missed my third. We actually went more conservative on my bench just to, you know, just build that total and make sure that there's no other hiccups. So that was frustrating because I'm like, yo, like I, I, to this day, I'm like, yo, I, I can, I can hit 440 today. Like, like, give, like, give me that. And we ended up, it's like, no, it's not, you know, whatever the case may be. And I understand that you earn the right to be able to take more aggressive attempts with your previous attempts and making all that. So, you know, I messed that up. Um, but yeah, I mean, bench felt great. Um, and it was exactly our plan. Like it peaked perfectly. I felt strong. I felt like I had a lot left in the tank. I was like, yo, these pauses don't phase me. Let's go. <laughs> like I, I was just ready. It, it uh, So you went uh, three for three. Yeah, you hit the 192.5. And we had talked about how you thought like the, that big 200 kilo, uh, 441, like that 200 kilo bench is in you. But I do know what you mean where um, like if you got all three squats, not just from like, you know, like, I know you mean earning the right. It kind of like, it buys you wiggle room where you're like, okay, if I, if I risk 200 kilos on at 441 on my third bench, if I don't hit it, but you got your third squat, you're in the same place is, is if you missed your third squat, but you get all three bench. But if you, mm -hmm. so when you miss your third squat, you don't have wiggle room. So if yeah. you, if you go bold and not only, not only if you miss your, your, that third bench, um, and the 200 kilo bench, but if you grind and it's a tough one and like you empty some reserves for that and you got the deadlift coming, it's one of those deals where you're like, how much do we risk for those extra kilos? You're like, it, there's a bigger game here and you kind of want to stay tight in the pocket. It's tough. Those that's where like, when you go into a world's or like a, any major competition, the numbers you have in your heart and you might have on the day, it becomes a, I don't got to tell you, you're a financial guy, a risk reward situation where you're like, <laughs> you know, do we risk this? You might have it. Do you empty the fucking tank for five kilo when we got to turn around and deadlift? And then 
Do you empty the tank grinding and miss so you don't even get those extra kilo? Then it's like, all right, you know what? Let's go three for three. Let's build these kilo and you can go have at it as much as you need to on deads. And like, it was, it's tough. And, and but, but if you get too risk adverse, too risk adverse, you fall behind enough to open up the door for another contender to be like, thank you. Um, had you benched 400 kilo, maybe Anaharo couldn't have loaded up, but you didn't. So now Anaharo is like, thank you, my friend. You didn't, you don't know what I'm about to do. So this is, <laughs> this is that, this is that damned. If you do damned, if you don't 2020 hindsight, you're looking at Tim, you know, and, and you should, uh, yeah. all of us were, but we don't know what Anaharo's thinking. Okay. That's seven and a half kilo less. I have to deadlift for an insane what the fuck is going on third attempt um it's just that's why sports are you know we picture we picture what we're gonna do and we have like attachment to numbers but when it comes down to it people emerge out of nowhere or like you know just things happen and you gotta you gotta you gotta be professional and you did what you had to do in the bench yeah no 100 percent. and i'm glad again um i was so locked in um to like getting myself ready that I really had no control over the numbers that were put on the bar. And I think that was a good thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that overall was a good thing because you would have seen me literally like arguing <laughs> in the back room. Like there is no way in hell that we're, this is going to be the third attempt. Go give me too much. Like, like we're going up. Like I'm like, I, when it comes to like this, I'm a little bit less risk averse. So like, I'm like, I'm like, let's go. Like I, I feel it. Let's go. Um, so that ended up being, you know, it, it was a smart play. Um, you know, we did what we had to do there. Um, and again, the way I, I always chalk it up to is like, hey, you have to earn the right to be able to ask for more numbers on different things. And so earning that right comes with, you know, hitting all three squats, doing what you're supposed to do, not missing a third attempt. That should have been easy, right? Being able to go and hit, you know, what, we're, what we plan to do. Um, and so, yeah, that's just, you know, part of just, you know, having to get better locked in. You, you know what judges are looking for now. So you can, you can train for that. Um, but yeah, that, that's how I felt on bench bench for me. I was like, this is, this is smooth sailing. This is a cakewalk. This is just an intermission to the, to the, to, to closing it out. Right? And, and, and we'll get into that then. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And it was fairly smooth sailing. Uh, Owen Hubbard went for a world record, him and Brett Gibbs had tossed this world record back and forth over the years. He missed that. Um, and Aharo also went three for three. We'll put a pin in that. So, a, a contender, Tim righted the ship a little in terms of anyone listening in terms of Tim's side, um, squats were a little shaky, but Tim is very strong. He did go three for three in bench. So he's writing the ship a little bit, but most people are thinking probably lost a little too much ground, but we'll see where he ends up. So you win three for three, uh, Tim Monogatti goes three for three. Um, Owen Hubbard attempts the world record. That's some kilos. That's a chip misses. So that's going to hurt him. And Enoharo quietly has built a six for six. And we don't, none of us still know yet. And um, I'm, I, but something is about to happen. Okay. Yeah. So let me put a pin. I need to take two seconds to go to, for a washroom break. And we're going to go into the deadlifts. You want, give me, yeah. we'll put a pin in it for one second. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So yeah, going into the deadlifts, um, just to add some context. And I, I want to ask if you were aware of, but I know myself when I seen the opening deadlifts, um, I seen Enoharo had 343 kilos loaded, which is 
um, or sorry, yeah, 345 kilos. Let me take a look at uh, 345.5. So he's opening with a world record. What is that in? in um, 760, 759. Okay. So, yes. So... <clears throat> That is an astronomically huge deadlift. Just to add context, like Angelo was at the time, I think um, before he, he hit a little more in you, mega nats, but was like 350. And everyone's like, that's a monster deadlift. That is a monster deadlift, maybe three, 350. This is 345.5 opener. This is where he's ending up. This is where he started. And um, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking either A, they're going to move that. That's a placeholder. They're going to move that deadlift. You have two minutes before you get to here. Okay, you could change your opening deadlifts. They don't move it. Team Hungry does not move that. So now I'm thinking, is this going to move like an opener or is this going to be one of those grindy, you've opened way too heavy, son? Like, and you see that. You see people like, why did you open so heavy? And the next jump is like five kilo. Five kilo on, on deadlifts is nothing. It's like you yeah. opened way too heavy were you paying attention to this at the, at that moment, looking and were you aware that his deadlift opener was so high and that a, a new contender was about to emerge? Uh, I, I was aware of it. Like I, I knew where he was opening at that point in time. I wasn't thinking, you know, okay, like there, there's going to be an issue here. Um, Cause I expected it. Like he, he opened there, but I like, and I don't, I, I expected it cause I knew that, on like a, some type of like local meet. Cause he's also a flexible. I knew at like a more of like a local meet or maybe a regional meet, he had pulled like 770 or 780 before or something like that. And it looked relatively easy. So I'm, I'm expect, I'm like good damn expecting him to pull 800. So I'm like, okay, 750. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I, I, I expect that of you. Um, like I respect your deadlift. Now what he was going to try to do later on that I didn't expect, but we haven't quite got there yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I knew he was opening up with like, you know, the world record. I, I expected it at that point in time. I also expected myself to be perfect and also stay to the game plan. Um, so I was like, no matter what happens, like this is going to get closed out um, unless Tim does something that I'm not expecting. Like, right. I, so I, I'm again, confident, uh, I, but I still like, you know, not comfortable because I know I still have to execute and I have to be perfect moving on, uh, moving forward because I missed that third squat. And because of that, we didn't go as aggressive on bench as we originally were going to. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that, that's the context there. Like I was fully, like I was, like I was chilling. I was like, okay, like I understand, like this is amazing, but I, I think like we're good. It's like a lot of eyes are still on Tim. Like we're aware of everything, right. but still a lot of eyes are like on Tim. As they should. Uh, things can shake up in the deadlifts. He had a shaky squat, but he went three for three in bench. And if you have a shaky dead, now he's in. So you got your job to do. So yeah, you, you got to execute, close the door. Don't get ahead of yourself. Like we got this right. Cause that happens too. That happens really like, yeah. well. They had a shaky, they had a shaky squat session. Um, and then comes the deadlifts and then things get shaked up all over again. So you yeah. nailed your opening dead. Uh, it was 302.5. And then you jump up to 315 and you're covering a little bit of ground here. Are you feeling good? You nail your, you like, cause your 315 moved well. Um, Tim ends up missing 330. He's trying to cover ground. He opened up a 305. He opened up or he took a 330 second attempt. So after the second attempts, Tim's missed. You've hit. Are you aware that Tim missed his 330? Cause he's trying to cover ground on you here. And 
you know, get a 15 kilo spread on you on the second in the deadlift event anyways. And he has to, they're getting New Zealand's getting aggressive because they have to, I think your guy's deadlift is very close. He's trying to dead 15 kilo more than you, but they have to, it makes sense yeah. out on his yeah. shield. I, I, I agree with their temp selection. It's not going for them. What are your thoughts after the second round? Yeah. After the second round, I was like, I got him where I want him. Like that, like that, that was my mindset. Cause I, that, that was also the plan. I was like, if he beats me on squat, then I have to make up ground on bench, which I believe I will as long as there's, cause there is a gap on, on our bench. And then from there, it's like our deadlifts are so close. It's one of those things where, like, I believe in myself enough that if I know that this that this is it, that I'll pull something out of my rear end if I need to catch up a little bit on on deadlift on, on deadlift. And I also believe in myself enough knowing that okay, if I know that he needs to do this, I'll pull enough to make him have to go outside of his range on mm. deadlift. Um, so that was the whole that was like the whole kind of like game plan. At least in my head, that was the game plan. It's like make sure that squat doesn't create an issue because like our squats are close and you know he has hit like in that local meet he hit that 672 squat whatever the case may be and so like i'm expecting him to push closer to that 682 683 that 700 like that's my that's my expectation mm -hmm. and so that's why we had that's also why we had that expectation of like trying to do the 683 on squat for the third attempt if everything was going well i thought i was going to smoke it and we all know that you know it just didn't go as planned at all um for squat on that front and so after the second deadlift, like I hit mine and mind you, deadlifts are flying in the back room. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, 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 I'm like, Oh my, my deadlift is moving today. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Like it. And usually I hate deadlifts. Like, I'm just like, all right, cool. Like they're, they're just not fun. Um, but I'm like, Oh yeah. Like today is the day. Like we're going off now. Um, and so I first attempt goes second attempt. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're good. Um, and I am looking like, so now I am just paying attention to see, okay, what's happening, but I don't understand all the numbers. I'm not crunching all that. Cause just, I'm not trying to get too far off kilter. Right. Um, and I see that he misses his third, his second dead. And I'm like, I got, I got him. Like I got him where I want him. Right. Close it. I'm just like, close it. Um, and again, I don't know what number we put on the deadlift bar at that point in time, or not the deadlift bar. The, yeah, the deadlift bar. Um, like I didn't know what the third attempt was going to be. I think we may might have put like a higher number and then they were going to switch it back later to whatever they thought thought we needed in order to win. Um, and so, yeah, like to answer your question, yeah, like I'm, I'm like confident, but not satisfied and not comfortable yet. But I'm like, this is exactly where we needed them to be, even with the mistakes that were made. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so after the second deads, um, New Zealand tried to cover ground as they should, loaded yeah. up as they should. Tim yeah. missed, and it appears as though Tim is now falling back and will have to be fighting for podium. And uh, in fact, he decided because due to regions, he could qualify through for Sheffield if mm -hmm. he hit the qualifying total through a region. So he conceded the world championships by his third pull, but was trying to emerge as a Sheffield contender so him, Tim and Team New Zealand, and, that, and I also agree with this decision, uh, for their third deadlift, they're like, okay, we missed our second. We're now too far back on Delaney for gold. We will rematch Delaney at Sheffield where we will tighten up and the battle will be what we wanted it to be. And, and we'll just, we'll reconvene. Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you're like, yeah. all is not lost. See you round two, Sheffield. And they load yeah. up for Sheffield for the third. However, 
in the second round of the second attempts. Now for really, really new contender has emerged because Enohoro from Hungary loads up for the first time ever. We see an 800 pound deadlift loaded up 362.5 kilo. And everyone's thinking, my God, 800 pounds for an 83. It's got to be top end. It's got to be, we got to be close to that ceiling, right? Like we've never seen this before. We're going to be, I'm, we're expecting a grinder. We're expecting we're near the end. He's going to grind this out and Delaney's going to smooth sail with no opposition. And this will probably Delaney might've just solidified. And I don't, I, I know you're probably not having this conversation. It's good not to be crunching numbers because you'll get in your own head, but the rest of the world watching is thinking Delaney might've just put the nail in the coffin with his second deadlift in America did this well. And because New Zealand fell back, Owen Hubbard's too far, Jurin's too far until and a horror stepped up and hit an 800 pound second attempt, 362.5. And it moved like in a second attempt should. It was not a grinder. It was not the top end. And it became all of a sudden, holy fuck, how far is this young man going to go? Like what is going to happen right now? A new contender has just emerged. Mm-hmm. Walk into the third round deadlifts. Now this is where things get really scary. And if this is made, you made it, it, this is as exciting as it gets, right? Um, So everyone goes out for their thirds. Tim, Tim goes for Sheffield, the the number he needs to qualify for Sheffield and nothing else and misses. Not sure what's going to happen to Tim and Sheffield now. Okay. There's wild cards and there's other regional events. Who knows? Um, You load up 322.5. U.S. wants to take a seven and a half kilo jump. Seven and a half kilos. It's within means. Mm-hmm. So talk us through this and then we'll talk about the sk- the big scary ending and the dramatic holy shits will happen but yeah, uh, yeah. um 330 you said what was it it what was 22.5 kilos um let's, so it pounds it? that's okay seven like seven yeah, seven seven or nine yeah so I, it was what i thought um okay see so yeah, i got i i left it all to them i was like whatever you think i need to do i'll just do um so at this point in time i am aware that Tim missed his second attempt, and he's trying to outpull me to go to for the win. Um, so I'm still pulling before Tim um, because he has to pull like a higher number in order to like bridge that gap. And so we're like, okay, in our minds, and I didn't, I didn't see the fail. I just knew it was the fail. In our minds, we're like, okay, Tim can still pull for this win. We need this deadlift to put the nail in the coffin and put it in a position where he just can't do it. Like it's just it's just not feasible. It's not within the range. And so I'm like, all right, cool. Let's 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 go. Right. Let's go. Um, at this point in time, I am aware that we're going for like 709, 710, 711. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, like, fine, we're doing what we need to do to win. But like really the goal was to do like 727. Like that's like that's that's what we thought was there. That's why I believe I thought it was a little bit more with there. That's what we thought we okay, being you know, reasonable was there. So again, much like the squad, like I'm like, oh, fine, we're just gonna smoke this, we're gonna leave, and that's it. And and so I get to the bar, and um, you know, everything's the same as you know, as it is, you know. Um, I'm pulling and I think I'm good. Like I I, I genuinely in my entire heart, I think I'm good. I pull it. They give me the down command. I step back. I'm backstepping, waiting for the for the white lights to come on. Like I'm waiting, and I'm just like, "Why are you guys taking so long? Don't do this." 
like that's, I'm just like, all right, like who, like, were you guys paying attention? Like, is somebody just not clicking the button? Like, give me the white light so I can, like, I can get on. And then all of a sudden I see three red lights. And like, I'm like, three? <laughs> like literally yeah. in my head, I'm like, three red? Like, it was that bad? I was like, what possibly could have happened? Like what, po- like I, I truly, like in my heart of hearts, I truly felt, cause you know what you could feel? Like you could feel like we're like, okay, like I did this or that. Like I truly felt in my heart of hearts, I'm like, all right, this is good. Like I still have something left. Like if I wanted to do a fourth deadlift, I could. Like I, that's what I thought. I see three reds and I'm just like, what the fuck did I do? And so I'm just like, damn. I was like, I don't know what I did, but Delaney, this is something, this is like, this is unacceptable. Now I'm furious. Cause like I'm out the game now. Like there's nothing more that I can do. Everything else is based on what everybody else does. And I hate leaving things in anybody else's hands. Like I'm usually the person that I'm like, all right, if you open the door for me, you're going to have a very long day because now it's in my hands and I will do whatever I need to do. And now it's opposite. And so I'm, I'm, I'm mad. I am so mad. It was like a soft knee call. I'm like, yeah, I don't fuck. I don't agree with it. I'm mad. Like, I'm just like, there's nothing else I can do. Like this sucks. There's a third. So I'm talking to the U S coach. I'm talking to my Michael and um, he's like, yo, you want to know what? Like, we're still looking at Tim. He still has to pull, you know, he still has to pull like a really significant amount to catch you. He hasn't changed his deadlift opener yet because I uh, his, his third attempt yet. Because I think at that point in time, it was whatever. We didn't know that is what he needed for Sheffield. We just knew that it wasn't enough to beat us. And that's all we cared about. Right. Um, so we're just like, okay, I guess he's going for second. Right. And I'm just like, nah, there's no, I, I was, and I keep on talking because like, I feel something's wrong. Like, I, I just don't know what it is, but I, in my heart, I feel that something is gravely wrong. And I open the door for no good reason to something bad that happened. And I'm I, like, I am not okay now. Now I'm upset. <laughs> so, it's, it's so, you, you, you had a feeling that something was going to come, right? I think you were yeah. telling me this after the fact. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, the story's I not over I, yet. Yeah, it was a, it was a, I knew in my, the second I saw three reds and I'm like, I'm like, yo, can we, like, can we challenge this? Like, can we do, like, what, like, I, I'm like, yo, what happened? I mean, how? And so, um, we're still looking at Tim and now, like, now that I'm done competing, I can no longer, I don't have to be locked in. Like I'm looking at stuff. Right. And so we, we see Tim, he's not pulling enough to beat us. So we're like, nonetheless, we did what we needed to do on squat bench and what we did get on deads. And he's just going to take the second. And he's not even going to try to pull for first. We, we scared him off. And, like, it wasn't until, like, they said the bar was loaded that you can't put in uh, attempts. And I'm good damn and ready for Tim to go and pull what he needed to pull for first. Like, I, I'm expecting nothing less. Like, I'm like, there's no way he's not going to try to pull for first. Because I would not do that. I, don't, I do not care if it's 770, 800 you put on bar. And I can't do it. I know I can't do it. I'm going to put it there. Like, they, they, there's no – I'm not leaving without trying. And so he didn't do it. And it surprised me. I'm like, okay, cool. I, but the feeling I had just didn't go away. It didn't go away. They said bar was low and the feeling I had didn't go away. And so I start looking and I know who Anna is. I know, him. I know that he has a good deadlift and I see what his third attempt is. And I'm like, based on the third that he was going to do, he only has to jump like another like 10, 15 more kilos from that third attempt he was already going to do for the win. Like something like that. I don't remember the exact, but it was like, it was like, it was large enough that it was like, all right, this is a lot, like on top of what you're already putting on. But it was enough that I'm like, if anybody's going to do it, like, I was like, I would do it. Like I looked at it and I said, if I was him, I would do it. Without, without a second thought or question, I would do it. And I looked at, I looked at him. I looked at the national coach for us. 
And this is where, this is where, I looked at it actually Coach for TS. And I said, and this is after Tim missed, and we're like, and people, we're, the camp is already starting to celebrate a little bit. Oh, we're, shit. We're not not yeah. really celebrate, but we're I like, know, I know. we know it's not over, but like, there's this like sigh of relief sure. on everybody in the camp sure. but me. I'm still anxious to sell. I'm the only one that I'm like, no, there is something wrong. Yeah. There's something gravely wrong. Like, not like, uh, okay. no, there's something very much so not right. And I look after the t- uh, after Tim goes, and he's like, yeah, see, you're good. You're good. And I said, no, 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 no. He's, he's, he's going to change his attempt. He's going to try to pull for the win. And I remember, and this is, this is the conversation I remember so distinctly. Um, he's like, he's going to try to pull for the win. Like, it's not done. It is not done. And mind you, his third attempt's already in. He has to go another, like, 15 keys yeah. from what his third was going to be. So it's not like, okay, 15 key jump from the second. It's 15 key jump from what their intended third was going to be. And, I, and he looks at me, and he's like, dude, he's like, you're good. He would literally have to pull the earth to catch you at this point. And he was right. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 his exact words. His exact words. He looked, this is the national coach. Like, I'm stressed. I'm like, no, this isn't good. And he's like, bro, yeah, I've been here before. And I was like, dude, he's like, the, the amount of gap that you have, he would have to literally pull the earth to catch you. Like, That's the true. exact words. And I'm still not feeling any better. Like, 10 seconds later, a tip change and the whole back room clears like every, it, it's it now it's chaos because we know what's going on now and and me i'm in the back room so everybody else is like clearing out they're running to the front because they want to see this like in person live because really right around the corner and me i'm in the back room gasping for air like, like at this point i am on my knees looking at the screen in the back gasping for air like oh my god delaney you idiot this is what happens when you do not do what you're supposed to do if, if you had if you had executed the way you're supposed to execute, it would have been fine. You would have been good. We would have been singing Kumbaya and dancing with the stars. <laughs> but now you open the door. You know better than anybody else. You do not open the door. And you open the door wide open, and he's about to kick this shit down. Oh, I, I, like, I am now stressed. I am on my knees looking at the screen in the warm-up room as he's about to pull like 850, 860. He's going to try to pull the earth for the win. And I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. There was something that told me it was going to happen. So we're, we're, we're there. And it's like, it's literally like me and like the, the team USA coach and maybe like one other person. Cause everybody was clear. Like, it, like the, the, the stadium is going crazy, right? Yes. Now. This is, <laughs> yes, this is they absolute anarchy. It's insanity. Yes. Like it, it's chaos. And he starts to pull, right? He starts to pull and it doesn't move at first, Like for the first like second, but that's how sumo works. It didn't move. And I'm like, for a second, I was like, okay, okay, fine. Like, this is like, this was okay. It, it was just too much. It was just too much. That's fine. And then it broke off the ground. Yeah. And when it broke off the ground, like, it, it rose from the ashes of hell as fast <laughs> as I could. Like, it moved. It was a rocket. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like a, uh, like, it started moving. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I went from like, okay, I, it might be okay to I'm I'm legit gasping. For, I can't breathe now. Like I'm <gasps> water, oxygen. Like I'm I'm like I'm not okay anymore. Yeah. And so, and then like as it comes up, I'm seeing from like the like the live stream in the back, like the left side, like his left side starts to dip a little bit. It does that, and so then I start to get a little relief because in my head I'm like, if you gave me if you gave me three reds, 
for soft knees, there's no way you're giving this. Like, like it, yeah. it has to be. Tough. Please, yeah. Then, like, there's no way. Like, I will actually start a scene now. Um, <laughs> and then, like, we, but he's still going, right? Yeah, I see that dip, and I'm like, okay, cool. But like, this, and this is the first time in my life I've ever wished for somebody to miss a lift. Like, usually I'm just like, I, like, I want to beat you standing up. Don't miss. Like, I'm just gonna do what I have to do to beat you. Yeah. Which, like, I'm like, I'm, and I'm, I'm not too shameful to admit it. I am like, please miss this. Yeah, well, <laughs> for the love for, of God, for sure. Like, <laughs> like I'm, 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 like, I'm just like flat out. I'm like, miss this. Don't like stop. Like, and I'm, and you I, had I'm a good even, enough day. <laughs> I'm not enough. I'm not even going to like try to like an actor posture for you know. I was actually like, please for the love of God, miss this. Yeah. Um, and so like I see the little dip, and like in my mind, I'm like, okay off a of technique like there's no way he's gonna get the, the the three whites there's no way if i got three reds for the soft knees i don't think it's soft there's no way that this is gonna work but then he's still he's still getting it like he's still going and he almost locks it out and then he finally drops it and then like there's like this side like there's this like weight that was just lifted off my shoulders from the sense of like okay it's finally over but like i'm like i'm not okay at this point like i'm not okay <laughs> i'm not happy I'm not pleased. Like I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I'm disappointed in myself. Like, like the emotions of me, like, of like winning before I'm getting on the platform. And like, I don't know if you want me to talk about it now. We can kind of touch on it later. Like it was, it was not okay. Like I, first off, it was still amazing to see. Like it was an amazing thing to see, like as a competitor, as a fan, as whatever, like I was like, wow. Like I was still in awe of like, even the attempt in of itself it was the it was the best non-deadlift that like i've ever seen in my life Same. um like pe- period like that that was awesome um and i told him he literally took like three years off of my life by doing that. <laughs> like I, we spoke we spoke and I, I i will die three years sooner because of it like i know it for a fact i lost three years of my life um but yeah my emotions like after like winning like like i just remembered it and i, I was i was just so angry like i, I was angry I was frustrated. I was like disappointed in myself. Um, like I wasn't, I wasn't happy about the win at all. Like I remember like Lugo was coming back and he's like, Oh, we're a champ. And everybody's like, oh, congrats. Like it happened. This, the other thing is finally over. And like, I'm sitting there and I'm like the most sour winner. Like you will ever see in your life. Like, I'm like, not good. Like I'm, I'm pissed off and like at myself. Cause it's like th- these, these are things that you should be able to control that you need to do better. Um, it's all within your control. You should have trained to a better standard. So the locking out the knees on the squat, if you get your start command, doesn't make you do something weird. Like, even though you don't agree with the, the, the deadlift call, you need to make it so it's undeniable. That's your job as an athlete. Like, I, like I'm beating myself up and it's not okay. Like, I, I, like, I felt like, I, I felt like a fraud. Like, I was like, this is not like, this was not the total that we were aiming for. This is not what, we sh- what should have happened. This is not the standard of lifting that I should be lifting at. Like, I'm upset. Like, like flat out, like I'm upset and like, I'm, I'm standing on that. Um, and yeah, and I, and, and I think like a, a big portion of that was also, it's like, although it's a different stage and I do understand now, cause I, I saw a lot of calls throughout the, the, like the IPF world championship that I'm like, yo, this is, this is a different level of judging that I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, this mm-hmm. is great. Like juries are overturning stuff that it's good. Like all this stuff that like what's happened with Jesus. Like, I'm so, like, how much lower do you want him to go? Like, yeah, yeah, like his, 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 his butt is hitting the floor. Like, you know, like, how is it not depth? Um, but you can't help but compare what you do on that day to what also happens, what's happened in the past in like raw nationals and what might, might happen to come. And like, for me, like part of it was like, I wanted to win. 
right? So whatever means necessary to win. But I also wanted to make that statement. Like I also wanted to be like, all right, like I'm I'm here now. Like like I can be a part of that conversation of okay, like he's 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 one of the top. Like like it's it's no longer just a Rust and Sean thing, and then everybody else is like, okay, they're doing decent. It's like I like I want I wanted that for sure. That there's no more of a, a debate of ah yeah maybe this. Ah, yeah, he doesn't post his gym list enough, so it doesn't yeah blah blah blah. Like I wanted it to be done, and so for it to end the way that it also did, like it wasn't the full goal that I had. It wasn't the full statement that I wanted to make. It wasn't the full like it, it wasn't even fully what I was capable of even on that day. Like even like the strength wise on that day. It was mistakes that should not have been made and they're my fault. Right. Um and so that like that's my like that was my that was my thought on it. I was like, bro, like it should have been the eight thirty total this day. And you messed it up. You and you alone messed it up. Um and so yeah, that like that was my feeling, right? And it, it was funny because like even since then like I've I, I like I've had like battles between how I should feel about it and you know I have all these people like yo it's your first one it's a world championship you traveled across the world like every excuse and everything in the world and and, and it's valid and it's true and it's this and it's that and then like I I finally like came to terms and I landed on like no like I'm not okay with how I performed like I did what I needed to do and I'm grateful I'm happy I got to Sheffield I won I did what I needed to do Sheffield I needed to do that was the bare minimum. But, you know, I, I preach to everybody around me that like works out with me or does anything like anything with me, like everything you do has to be to a standard. I'm not going to force you to say what your standard is, but you have to choose a standard. You have to stand on it. And like I in good conscience, I can't say that to others and I can't preach that and, and, and make a video about this or do this or talk about that and not hold myself to that same thing and so like my standard was this like I set a standard for myself as to what I expected and what I I said I should be doing and I didn't I didn't stand on it I didn't I didn't accomplish that and so for that like I was I was I was I was pretty upset I was mad at myself like I was fortunate and blessed and, and happy for the win and when I got on the podium like all those feelings and those that emotion left for a second and like I, like like I said in the beginning like it's a feeling I've never felt before. Like and, and that I was extremely happy and grateful and like I was ready to cry tears of joy. Um, but even right after I won, and then in the aftermath when I'm like when we're chilling with the team and talking to Joe and we're doing all this, like I, I was very disappointed in myself, as I should be. Um and yeah, like that that was that was my immediate like feeling around it all. My man almost took three years of my life. Well, he did take three years of my life. <laughs> I was like gasping for air. I never want to feel like that again. I never want to leave in somebody else's hands again. Um, but yeah, no, I was really frustrated. And I, I, I was, I wanted to train like the next day. I was like, oh, we got to get back to work now. Like, like I was ready to go. Um, but yeah. the, the emotions come in waves. So yeah. it will be like, like I could see where you'd be frustrated. Now you're on the podium, a different emotion comes step off the podium. And now a different emotions come in wave. Like, I understand what you mean where, People are like, how can you have both? Well, I mean, you don't walk around all day in a great mood. You don't walk around all day in a bad mood. It comes in waves, right? That's that's more realistic. Um, mm-hmm. As a whole, you know, sometimes it's like in life, you understand you won't get it all in one. So yeah. what I mean by that is you get a world title. You don't get the total. You don't get to show everything you're capable of, but you got the title. And It'd be nice in life, like just period, if you're like, you got it all at once. Wouldn't it be nice if like yeah. I got the job, the girl, the, the whatever, all at once, but that in reality yeah. in life, you get what you need at the time you need it. And sometimes no more, and you have to fight for the next one. 
And then you'll get, and then sometimes, you know, you have to fight again for the next one. And it's like in life, we want it all at once. Yeah. And, and you think if you got it all at once, that's better. But sometimes having that little bit of fucking hunger in you and that little bit of need more is why you're going to keep pushing and going to keep. And it doesn't mean you won't get it. You just won't get it exactly as you think, like at the time you wanted it. And that's exactly. life, man. It exactly. keeps us driving. It keeps us wanting more. It keeps us like, I, I got to eat, but I'm not full. I got to yeah. eat, but I'm not fully satisfied. Mm-hmm. I, I got a moment and I'm never going to leave that moment in the whole nine but it lets me know my story isn't done yet. I got, yeah. I do have more. And, and there's something to be said to have that. And, um, you know, you can, we talked about it and, and maybe, you know, this is definitely the next question is like, what do you think is next then? Having said all this, because you, for anyone listening, you've hit 822.5, like a year and a half ago, like you, so your kilos dropped 20 kilos from there. So you are capable. We know this. So for you to say 830, that's just seven and a half more kilo from a year and a half ago. Yeah, that's that's 100%. But like, you know, some people come on and they're like, I think I have this total in me. And it's a 30 kilo gap. And it's like, well, maybe you do, maybe you don't. But you have hit 822 and a half. So when you say I would have liked 830, that's only a seven and a half kilo jump over a year and a half that you've hit that 822 and a half. Yes, 100% a realistic goal. Yes, 100% that's in you. Um, it's just going to come down to circumstance and, and how things go. So having said that, we know Sheffield is coming and that's a monster. It won't be nearly as bad as South Africa in terms of travel. There's going to be time zone change. There's international travel. So is, what are your goals now? Is it wait till March for Sheffield? Is it do another meet somewhere in the interim and, and, try to solidify that 830 and just 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 go all out maybe not even cut or do you cut so you practice cutting are you going to be a guest? some people are talking about being a guest lifter at an international meet so can i be a guest lifter at pan ams can i be a guest lifter at europeans just to get more international refing experience and cutting and travel or you know but that might bring the total down as well. You could blow up a local meet, have the total shoot up or like, what do you think? What, you know, you got options. It would, what'll satiate you make you feel better about that feeling because there's no bigger title than the world title internationally. And if it's just a number now, you don't have to travel like crazy for those and do some crazy things. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Still too soon. Yeah, it's still too soon. I guess like you don't have like a, a full plan of that. Like obviously Sheffield is the main goal. So whatever is going to allow me to perform the best there, because that's where, you know, it's literally money for breaking records. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, whether I just train right into there and I just go straight to Sheffield or whether it's a local meet or I didn't even think about doing like some type of international meet as a guest lifter just to like get international experience. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the next step on that is. I do know from like a, like a, a training standpoint, I'm switching a little, a couple of things up here and there, like not, not huge, but, um, you know, maybe from, um, some, from squat shoes to flats, just because as the weight gets heavier, that forward lean that I just naturally get from being in squat shoes on top of the forward lean you get from low bar squatting mm. sometimes, you know, ca- can cause some issues. Um, and then also just like doing other things just to increase my overall work capacity. Like I always say this, like when I played football, like I was more powerful, I'm more efficient now like, and I'm technically lifting more weight, but like when I was playing football, like I felt like I could bring a wall down with my hands. 
like you know like I, and so like trying to increase you know things in that that manner so like i have a little bit longer of i guess like an off season like, like you know between meets uh post like six seven weeks um so you know there will be some things that are switching up but as for a local meet versus going straight to you know sheffield uh nothing's kind of been decided with that yet um it, it's really it, it really depends um because 830 isn't really the, the goal it was just the number for that day. And quite honestly, like the numbers that Joey gave me, that, that would have got us there. Like I can show you the text message with him. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm going to blow this up. I'm like, yo, like give, let me give me through a little bit more. Like, why not? And it obviously didn't turn out that way. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, look, whatever is going to give me what I need to, what, what I really want to do um, at Sheffield. Um, Cause my goal from that point in time, cause I know that there's a lot in there. I know there's strength that hasn't been realized on the platform, which is the only place that matters. And I stand on that. Like gym lifts don't matter. Um, like I, 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 yeah, I want to show the world something they've never seen before. Um, and I think it's there. Joey thinks it's there. Um, we just got to do it. And so, yeah, but we'll, we'll see tuned. Who knows? Maybe I'll just pop up and just do a, a random uh, local meter. You'll, you'll see me in like Japan or something. Just randomly like, oh, I didn't know delay was going, <laughs> man. We'll do that. But yeah, it, it's uh, now it's all eyes on Sheffield and whatever is going to allow me to be best prepared for that, whether that's a, a meet in the interim to just kind of get efficient again or whether it's, hey, we, we know what we need to do. Let's just make sure we build and, and go from there. Yeah, it's it's nice to have options. And it is like um, whatever makes you mentally comfortable as well. Like sometimes confidence in Sheffield, it could mean two different things. Confidence going into Sheffield could mean, I don't care if it's a local meet, doesn't mean much, it's local. But if I blow up an 830 there, then I'm like, okay, now I feel good. I got a world title. I got, I got the number. I got the title. Walking into Sheffield, I feel good. Or it could mean I don't give a fuck about a local meet number. I need a little more experience dealing with these international. So there's um, in Panama, you don't even have to cross the Atlantic. There's a, the uh, North American Pan Am games. I think it's in Panama this year, or it might be Costa Rica or whatever. Beautiful place anyways. And you yeah. might be like, you know what? In August, I think I'm gonna show up there. And I'll, uh, but that's, that's a turn. It's a quick turnaround though. But like, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's a super quick turnaround. But there's, yeah. other, there's other <laughs> options like uh, Arnold UK and stuff like that. There's for international judging. If you're like, let me get a taste of that. And maybe that's what I need is a little more taste of that. So like these calls that I'm not used to, you know, who knows what the good thing is from here until March, you have time to digest it and think, what do I need to be most confident and comfortable? If it's more exposure to international judges, or if it's, let me get that monkey off my back of the number, a certain number, a certain, and then I could point to that in my mind's eye and other people and be like, no, okay, good, good. I put it on the platform and you know, whatever it is, you got time. Or if it's just like, you know what, let me just get the fucking work and I'll do it at Sheffield. Maybe, maybe you're a big game hunter. You're like, it's all in at Sheffield. There isn't going to be an interim. There's just going to be work in silence. And I'll just mull it over in my head. And that's what I need. Like everyone's different, but the very least you got time. It's only been a yeah. week, dude. You're still probably thinking, processing, holy fuck, I'm a world champion. Holy shit, we had a battle and it was <laughs> exciting. And, and from, from a fan's point of view, in five years' time, when you look back, if you end up hitting all your numbers, the titles, Sheffield and all the nine, then it's better you didn't do 830 at this Worlds because the magic that happened that day and everyone's talking about would never have happened. Anna's not loading up. That was a topic. He's not loading yeah. up 
20 more kilo on top of that or whatever. Like none of a lot of things would have happened. Um, yeah. So, so if you change one thing, you change everything. And um, it, you know what I mean? In, in terms of watching, if you're winning, 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 and then you won, that's, that's nowhere near as exciting. Now, everybody's talking about what happened in the 83 kilo class and um, your story in five years time, if you end up hitting 830, 840, 850, you end up having world titles, Sheffield. When you retell your stories, they're better now. This story yeah. you just told is phenomenal, dude. When you start doing public speaking and you tell these stories, it's amazing. And you'll have several chapters to tell as opposed to, I was winning, I was winning, and I won. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as good. You want yeah. it all at once. You want it all at once, but you don't realize it's not actually what you want in the bigger picture. So yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I mean like your ego wants it at once. Your pride wants it all at once. And I, and I recognize all of those different things. And, you know, again, like I'm, I'm extremely like excited, happy and blessed that like, Hey, the, the, the base job was done. Right. Um, but just that, 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 that need for, you know, constant involvement and to continue to grow and upgrade it and continue to get better like that. That's always in me. So even, even when I win, like, I don't, I don't celebrate for long. Like, I'm just like, there's, there's more, you know, mm. whether I win or whether I barely lose or whatever the case may be, there's always more work to be done. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just going to make it that much sweeter. Um, it's going to drive me that much more. Cause that means that, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot left to be realized and done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to prove it. It's not me sitting on a podcast and saying, oh yeah, it's there. Right. It, it means nothing. It, I have to prove it. Um, and yeah, I stand on that. You know me. Like I'm like I'm always like, okay, you have to prove it. The meat day is the only thing that matters. Like, who cares about my gym lifts? Like, like let's like, we go do it on this day. Um, and so it's exciting, and it's, it's just another fuel to drive. And it, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Sheffield. I'm excited to do some things there. Um, excited for the opportunity to hopefully qualify for another you know world world uh, world games and and hopefully get another world championship. Just keep on working for that. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the opportunities. And yes, it's going to be a cool story to tell what, along the way. It, what do can we expect from you now that you're a world champion? Like you said, like, it's going to be a cool story to tell. And we talked about it a little bit, uh, like just me and you in private. But like, do you are you going to start doing some speaking engagements, clips, and start moving in certain directions and expanding? And and um, like, what what are some of your goals now on and off the platform now that you're starting to open up some of these doors? Yeah, um, it was funny because I actually, uh, Taylor actually came over to MVB on Friday and we got a workout in and literally for the first hour of the workout, we didn't work out at all. We literally just talked and we we're just talking about like ideas and stuff, which is big for Taylor because Taylor's big in and out. Like he's busy. He's, yeah. he's like 10 times busier than I am. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, public speaking is definitely going to become, you know, more of a thing. I kind of wanted to wait for that world title to come in sure. for me to kind of start really pursuing that because I felt like that gave me. It might have just been like a mental thing or um, like a insecurity thing, but it, it gave me something of value that I could say, okay, boom, boom, this is, this is a credential, right? World, world championship. Um, so yeah, you're, you're probably going to see over the next, you know, couple months, me building out that a little bit, maybe some content from there. Um, I'm going to start posting a little bit more of just like my regular kind of lifts right now. Like, uh, you know, when I'm kind of like in like the off season and, and all of that, like that kind of, inner bunker thing kind of you know lifts a little bit so like i'm kind of just going to be a little bit active on that front um there's some things and i won't i won't say it yet but there's actually some things that i'm actually building out 
um, whether it be like through my gym or, or other things that I think are, you know, tightly powerlifting related that I think would be cool to, um, cool to see. Um, and then just, you know, outside of that, like utilizing this to also just expand my business as a whole, like financial planning, um, branch out to other things, um, you know, make, make, make more connections there. And really, uh, like my goal is to not just be an athlete. Right. And so that's why like, I'll, I'll put up a, a video of me doing salsa and like learning something new. It's like a, like I, I want to be that Swiss Army knife. I want you to look at me and say, hey, no matter what this man touches, like he's he, he might not be the best, but you go and put him in the conversation for. Um, and I, I think there's some value to that, you know, being, you know, versatile, being that Swiss Army knife. So you're just going to see a bunch of different stuff, um, you know, from me on that front. But, yeah, there there, there are some cool things to come uh, that has to do with powerlifting. It also ha- doesn't have to do with powerlifting. Um, I'm I'm really excited for it. To be honest with you, I'm really excited for it. I mean, once you win a world title, people are looking at you. Now that they're looking at you, you could show more of you, and people yeah. just get to know you for you. And then yeah. all of a sudden, they like you, and they're like, "Man, he's a good guy. Hop him on a podcast. He could speak on different things." Um, and a lot of things you learn through powerlifting in that, like, uh, help you succeed there can help you succeed in a lot of different things in life. So it's good. To, that's how you start you know, branching off and doing other things and becoming a more versatile, like a Swiss army knife, like you said. Right. And, um, and this is an opportunity. It just adds, man. Like when you come and do public speaking, um, it is like, you could talk about discipline and organization and overcoming obstacles and overcoming like fear, anxiety, pressure, and, and and goal setting and how discipline can be a key to like discipline really is consistency and discipline is the cheat code to life. If you want to succeed in almost anything, you could say that, but when you're a world champion, when you get signed in to talk to these corporate people and you're a world champion, it's, different because that you don't have to get into it much more than that like you how, why you how do we know you and then you're like well he's a world champion athlete who performed at you know blah 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 right it becomes okay got you and he's going to come in and he'll start using sports analogies and telling stories that he's been through now it's entertaining now it's not just uh you know a guy telling me shit that i've heard a million times now it's like let me tell you about the time and then you launch into a story and then you're like here's the moral of the story here you know, or let me tell you about the time I took a hard L. You want to know why I took an L? And you talk about it. And then you're like, and then the next time I did this, and then you talk about it and you have stories and antidotes. and like, this is how, this is how it was done, man. It's different. And um, you, to do that, to set yourself up to be talking like that, a world title, but people outside of powerlifting, and that's almost everybody, because we're fairly small sport compared to other sports. Yeah, very small. They don't know who people are. They don't know who's who. They don't even know the weight classes. They don't even know what's a good squat, what's a good whatever for your weight class. They'll know a world champion. Be like, I was a world champion. Gotcha. And then you'll have a phenomenal story like you already have, where it'll be like, you know, if you got to get into it, you can expand on it and make some points from it and whatever, take it from there. So dude, the world's your oyster now. That was one check that's yours from here on out for the next God knows how much you could work off of it. And that's yeah. huge, man. Um, yeah. All the videos, the clips, it could be your voice talking about, you could walk into a room and be like, I decided I'm a sniper now. And all of a sudden you're talking about your mindset and be like, what does that mean to me? This is what it meant to me. And you yeah. start talking about your training days, start talking about your nutrition. You start talking about when I hit the room, I was a sniper. You know, you start talking. Dog yeah. Goose, I want to hear you talk anyways. I want to see 100%. the videos when it's your voice. Well, in due time, young man, in due time. Yeah, um, it's soon, soon, soon. I remember I actually got invited to speak in front of um, some like high school and college kids. And this is before the meet. 
this is before the meet. And like I said, I'm, I, I stand on everything I say. So I was like, yo, like I'm coming in there and like, I, I'm going to win a world title. And it's like, in, in, in it was like, yo, I will come back whether I win, lose or draw. And I'll, I'll look all you guys in the face, either I did it or I'm going to, I'll take it on the chin and be like, Hey, I, I didn't do enough. Yeah. And so it was it, like, even that, like they, um, like the school or the program that had me come in, like they, they were watching and they actually looked up and they like posted something on their like page, like saying like, Hey, he, he did exactly what he said he was going to do. Did so even that's a, a cool story. I'm, I'm glad like I, cause I hate coming back and be like, Oh yeah, I didn't make it. Let um, me tell you so, why. Yeah. 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 So it, it's always cool to be able to, to stand on what you said. And, okay. It's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy there. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so much to come and, and, and so many different things that I'm working on. It's, it's, it's it's i'm excited i'm excited and you know i'm I'm just feel fortunate and feel blessed and yeah dude one of the last days of my job um somebody came off like we have a call center floor um and i'm on the corporate side and one of the a younger dude like early 20s was in the lunchroom and i walked into the lunchroom and, and this is like my last week and he's like hey man um because i did like i did a return on canada's got talent but like 10 years ago i was on a reality tv show and uh was on doing all these TV shows and I was visiting public schools, talking to kids, doing public speaking. Like I'm, I'm pretty fearless with public speaking and I could talk and tell a good story. And um, so he goes, I'm glad I got to see you before you left. He, he's like, you, you, there's no way you'll remember me. But when I was a kid in grade school, you came to my public school, you pulled a school bus and gave a speech about chasing dreams and the whole nine. He's like, I was there, man. He's like, I didn't know that was you because you're in corporate dressed up Ryan Lapidat. He goes, and then when I see it in the media, six pack Lapidat, he's like, holy fuck, it's him. And they said to come back 10 years later. And they're like, he's like, holy shit, you were that guy when I was a kid. And he's like, dude, he was, he's freaking out. And he's a man now. He's a grown ass yeah. man talking to me. He's like, I never forgot, man. You came to my school. They, you showed, I showed a clip of me on Kansas Got Talent and I gave stories just like you'll probably could come to school with a big projector, show some clips, tell those background stories and the whole nine. You, you develop a presentation and I yeah. developed a full on presentation where I talk, show a clip, come back, talk, take questions, show another clip, but there's stories and it's structured. And it's a, by the end, you get a whole story and you leave like, holy fuck. Um, and and uh, you'll develop all this yourself too. And he was like, dude, I can't believe you're still out there doing your thing. He was like, that's awesome. And um, when you run into people like 10 years later, like kids that are now grown ass men and they remember you, I'm telling you, man, it hits different. And those kids you went to talk to, when you double back, get yourself prepped, get yourself like a full on, you know, the clips, the whole nine, work your story out, how you tell it. And you tell it, man, they won't forget you, Delaney. They're not going to. I remember in, in high school in the fucking 90s, dog, because I'm older. Um, George, <laughs> yeah. George Chevallo fought Muhammad Ali. He came to my high school and talked about it and showed clips. And I based a lot of my speeches off of how we presented with mm -hmm. bouncing back and forth from story to clip to questions to whole nine. And um I'll never fucking forget. I'll never forget it, man. I read his autobiography, The Horn. I'm, I'm never going to forget this when he came to my school and talked to us for the rest of my life. Like you, yeah. it's the coolest. If you go on tour, like I went on tour and I do like eight schools in the summer. Every week was that's another awesome. school. That's like a thousand kids and their parents would come in too. That's like a thousand kids per stop. You're eight to 10,000 people in one summer you talk to like that. That's eight to 10,000 people who are never going to forget the day you walked in their life, Delaney. Like, I'm, yeah. it's you, I'm telling you, in terms of energy and momentum, 
dog, that's why I'm pushing you to do this because I could see you doing it in like, um, I know because it hit me when I was young and I'll never forget. And like, I know because I still get people every now and then reaching out being like fucking my mans. They'll never look at you. They'll, they'll always remember. And they don't give a fuck about powerlifting, but they just remember how you, people don't remember, people remember how you made them feel. Yeah. Yeah. People remember 100%. how they made them feel. Make So when you show up and you tell a story and it impacts and you fucking make them feel like I could, and you're like, you could do this, but this is how. Yes, yeah. you can do this, but this is how. And you talk about recommitting every day and the whole night, structure mm-hmm. it all. Dog, I'm telling you. Uh, so I'm so happy that you won a world title and these doors open for you. Because, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's big. Yeah, it, 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 it does make a huge difference. And, and yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, you're a big reason why I was like, you wonder what, like, I'm just going to give this a shot. Um, you know, win, lose, or draw. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give this a shot. And, like, I'm just talking to you about it, even the last time I was on the podcast or just, like, you know, in private and stuff like that. And you, you'll be surprised. And, like, and that's everybody, regardless of, like, whether you've won a world championship or you're just doing – people are watching all of us mm-hmm. in some regard. And, like, somebody is looking up to us in some way, regardless of what you're doing in life. Um and like, it's, it's just so cool to be able to impact people's life. Like I remember a time, like this was in like high school, right? Um, I played football, but I was also like in theater and I like sang and I did like chorus and all this other stuff. Did all these different things. And I, could, I was, the only reason I could get away with it because even back then I was one of the strongest kids in the school. So like, they just knew they couldn't mess with me. So if you wanted to make, like we would have issues, right? right. Um, <laughs> and we would go on tour to like the, like the elementary schools um, to like sing, you know, whatever, blah, 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 for like the choral thing. And I remember one, there was one elementary school, like one small grade school where like the teachers like pulled me off of the bus while we were leaving and said, no, like we have a, like a specific request that you need to like stay here for a little bit. And there was this little kid um, had to be like five, six, like just a little kid um, that asked his teacher before we even got there, asked his teacher to have me come back and talk to him because he also played football but he also wasn't really into music and and singing and this and the other thing and he just wanted to meet me because he's like yo i want to be like a singing football player just like you like it literally with like stars in his eyes extremely excited i'm a high school snot-nosed kid that's not doing anything right like i'm 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 worth nothing right you know and like but you you never know how you make people feel and like how you carry yourself like what you do on a day-to-day basis like you're impacting somebody's life in some way um, and so like that, that's a, you know, that's also a part of it. Like when you, when you tell your story about like, even as a grown adult, somebody came back to you like 10 years later and you made an impact, like that, that's, that's the kind of impact I want to have on people. Um, it, it, it transcends past, you know, just lifting some heavy weight for this short period of time that I'm going to be able to do it before my body just can't do it anymore. Right. Um, so it's exciting. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I'm glad, you know, doors are opening to be able to do it. Um, and there's just there's so much there's so much like on the horizon gavin said and gavin said it a couple times don't chase people carve your own path sometimes like you remember you said like i was thinking about going like the path where wherever russ goes i'm gonna go whatever and then gavin was like um and gavin had said i remember at worlds we said previously car in 10 20 15 years whatever the shit just you won't care about these things and nobody else in your life will either they won't even know who whom you're talking about because world Mm -hmm. moves on chase your own path and recognize that. Um, I like, like not for like, I got a DM from my, from my sister's husband in, in Sweden. I do like, uh, I would be visiting cancer camp for kids telling them like, um, 
and I'd be pulling planes, pulling buses, flipping cars, doing these things. And I was like, if a little boy, when I was little, I want to grow up and be like the guys I read about in comic books where you do, like you use your super strength to help people. So, and that's the craziest dream. A little kid wants to grow up to be a superhero. That's silly. It's never going to happen. Then yeah. fast forward to where like, I'm like a 30 year old man and I'm raising thousands of dollars for kids, chemo treatments, saving lives by flipping cars, pulling planes, things that people are like, holy shit. And um, these kids, like some people are adults now will reach out. And like this one, like my uh, sister's husband is like, there's a kid fighting cancer right now. And they found out about you. And could you cut a video and just tell, give him some kind of encouragement. And like, like sometimes it'll be a full on, you come into a cancer camp or a sick kids hospital and talk to them. And other times there'll be a direct request. Somebody's like in it and they don't know. But when you're a kid, if an adult tells you, listen, you can do this. You believe, you believe when you're a kid, especially if it's coming from an adult. And if you're like, it doesn't matter what the odds say, because what are the odds that a 200 pound man can pull a hundred thousand pound plane and you're showing clips and shit. There's shit like that where you could impact, man. It's huge, you know, and um, bigger picture, like you won't, when years go by, that's all the, the type of shit that matters, man. Just collect your titles, carve your own path. Don't chase nobody else. Become pretty soon people are going to be chasing you and you'll be able to make an impact and none of that other shit's going to matter. And um, I'm telling you, man, like you, you got it in you. I could tell you like, you're that dude. Um, so Anyways, that's what, that's why I was encouraging you just, you know, and I think like five years from now, you will have carved your own path, built your own and start like, you know, God knows you're going to end up being man. Who knows? Yeah. This is just a foot. This is just like a stepping stones. Yeah. It's just, it's just part of the, the overall story. Chapter one. Chapter one, <laughs> chapter, baby. Chapter one. Chapter one. And you can't <laughs> have it all. And listen, when you're retelling these stories, you can't have it all in the first worlds. That's boring. It's yeah. gotta, you know what I mean? It's gotta be. I was unsatisfied and you want to know why I was unsatisfied. And then you get on to your next story. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. See that. That's yeah. why, that's why I'm not a good book writer. Cause I'm dyslexic. So I just want the spark notes. <laughs> <laughs> I want it now. Yeah. Listen, I want I'm it same, now. in my life, I'm the same way too. No, I want it right now. Yeah. And then later on, when I look back, I'm like, all right, this was better. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's fine. All right. Like, I guess, I'm I'm cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll exactly. take it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, listen, man, super duper proud of you. Um, you know that I think you did a phenomenal job and your story's not over. Like your chapters are still getting written. You know, the, the story's still going. I'm excited to see what you do, whatever you plan on doing. I'll, I'm going to be there at Sheffield. So I can't wait to see you with Sheffield and we'll do a damn thing and fucking Sheffield, dude. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we'll going out there. We'll go out <laughs> to back to back lunches again together and shit like that. And just soak it. It's tough because that's only a couple days. There's like yeah. Sheffield's one day. So we'll have maybe the next day, the day before or whatever. It'll, be, it'll come and go quick. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll optimize our time, my man. For and sure. um, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm fucking proud of what you're doing. Keep in contact, whatever you end up doing, I'll support you. You know, and uh, that's it, man. Thank you for coming on the podcast, champ. You're the world champion right now. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate being here. It's, it's, it's a blessing, bro. Is there anybody you want to thank or anything or, or shout outs or where people can get a hold of you uh, before we let you go? Yeah, um, where you can get a hold of me, I think probably the easiest thing for most people is just my Instagram. So Delaney Wallace without the first E. So D-L-A-N-E-Y-W-A-L-L-C-E, um, A-C-E. Um, and then just people that I want to thank. Um, first and foremost, SPD. 
Um, thank you, you know, for your support and your sponsorship there. And, you know, I love the gear use the same stuff at last forever. I had the same belt for like four years now since I first started and it's still like just perfectly fine. So big, big shout out to them and Pete and, and thank you for, you know, supporting me and believing in me. Um, you know, next I'd love to thank Arise Physical Therapy. So I'm, they're not, they're not sponsoring me. So like, this is just like truly from the bottom of my heart, like Arise Physical Therapy and Justin literally helped me get healthy, you know, in, in ways that, you know, I can't describe, like I was battling like groin pain for like three, like two years. And every time I hit the hole in a squat, like I'd be in just excruciating pain. I just wouldn't say anything about it because nobody cares about your excuses. Um, but he was able to help me really get healthy and all of that. So anybody in the New York area or even anybody like, you know, just all around that you want to do like online consultation and stuff like hit Justin up, hit Arise Physical Therapy up. They're, they're top tier. And I can say that because I've been around NFL trainers. I've been around all of that. I can say that. Um, and then last but not least, um, Healthy Kitchen um, Meal Prep Company. They have been an absolute lifesaver. <laughs> like I, like I, like I, like I'm literally lost without them <laughs> when, when, when I'm not like eating their food and having, and having that done. Cause they were just so accommodating. Um, they were literally probably the, one of the biggest reasons outside of obviously Joey and Alberto themselves that like, I was able to stay on weight so well, my, my, my cut was so smooth. I was able to eat food almost all the way up into the day that I competed like solid food. Um, you know, the food actually does taste good. It's not like just bland, but the macros are also like extremely, um, uh, extremely on point. And yeah, I, I, I love them to death and I just want to thank them for all that. So yeah, I, I guess those three people are Rise Physical Therapy, SPD, um, Healthy Kitchen. Yeah, they literally, I, I'd probably be lost without them. There it is, man. Look at, until next time, buddy. And there's definitely going to be a next time we're going to chat because we crush like two and a half hours, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But yeah. <laughs> um, until next time, my man, six up, we are out.